0: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
1: Sete Jimenao is joining us on Gypsy Tales. We're in a bit of a makeshift studio, but you can't come to Barcelona <laughs> and, uh, and not get you on the podcast.
2: Thank you very much. My my pleasure. The advantage onto the brakes. Can Rossi find him back? No, he can't. Jimenez back in front. The crowd on their feet.
1: That was a, the UN Valentino yeah. had like crazy battles, yeah. right?
2: It went from 2003, four, five, and six with Valentino. Basically, that we had that incident with Valentino in the last corner. He didn't get no punishment or nothing. And then I started to lose m- my faith in, in mm. the sport. Valentino Rossi. Valentino
1: Rossi's gonna win the race. Sete Simon go outside. Who's won it? Sete Simonow has done it. Oh, we were celebrating with Valentino Rossi. Sete Sibano has won the
2: German Grand Prix in the Saxon Ring.
1: Alright, and just like that, we are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And as you can tell by the intro, my guest today is none other than Spanish MotoGP legend Sete Gibernau, And my guest today is none other than Spanish MotoGP legend Sete Gibernau. Now, this is really cool for me because I was lucky enough to spend an epic day riding at Sete's uh, holiday home in which he has a brilliant mini bike uh, MotoGP style track. And it was myself, Daniel Ricardo, Cooper Webb, Sete, uh, Blake, Jose, my brother, Ronan was there. Uh, and we had just one of the most wholesome days that you could ever hope to have on two wheels. Uh, in this podcast, you'll hear about Sete's pyramid and he gave us this instruction through the pyramid, how it relates to racing, how it relates to life. And uh, man, it was so cool. We went out, and we rode, then we had an amazing lunch with him. And since that day, I mean, we we all left that day just being like, oh my God, Sete may be the coolest man on planet Earth. Uh, and since that day, I've wanted to do the podcast with him. I wanted to do it in person And a big part of me going to Barcelona this year was to get the chance to sit down and do the podcast with Sete. Uh, He's such just a brilliant person, such a nice person. Uh, And I enjoyed this podcast as much as I've ever enjoyed uh, doing any. So I'm not going to talk too much longer on the intro i'll just let you guys get into this uh but yeah this was a brilliant podcast with a, a brilliant guy and i hope you all enjoy uh, before that though some of the formalities we need to bring you some words from the amazing partners that keep this show going uh one way you can listen to this podcast without the ads though uh, it's another way that keeps this show going is you can head to gypsytales.com uh, and you can sign up for our membership platform. That gives you early access to the podcast. This has been up there for a week uh, and the official Gypsy Gang have been enjoying this podcast for over a week. Uh, and it also gives you the full episodes without ads. So we post these the day that we do it because we don't have to do any of the video editing. We don't have to do any of the social media stuff. Uh, it's a very raw form of the podcast and you basically get it as soon as I finish recording it. There's also a bunch of other exclusive content that is on that platform as well. Uh, that's basically where we launch everything. First, most notably right now is the 350 build. Uh, that video is on there. It's like a 45 minute documentary style piece on, uh, on the 350 build. So now into the ads if you didn't already know the global leaders in below the waist grooming aren't just going gold this season they're going platinum you heard it right manscaped has taken their signature performance package 4.0 to the moon with their upgraded platinum package with products ranging from shower goods to ball care this is their sleekest sexiest and smoothest bundle yet it's time to go platinum and join the eight million men worldwide who trust manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code GYPSYGANG. Now, as I mentioned, I flew to Barcelona to do this podcast and I took the entire performance package 4.0, the platinum version of this package. And uh, look, it's what you need when you travel. It's stressful, it's not easy. Uh, in the package, you've got the Manscaped uh Lawnmower 4.0, that is their brand new trimmer. Uh, You've got the Weird Whacker 2.0, that is the new ear and nose hair trimmer, the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Ball ball Spray Toner, the Anti-Chafing boxes, which I wore on the flight, and the Shed Travel Bag, which held it all together. Uh, This is a one-stop shop. You really can't ruin any of your manscaping. And that's not just the nether region trim that uh, you have to do as a man, uh, but also the deodorant, you've got the shampoo and conditioner. Uh, It's sort of just this one-stop shop and everything goes inside that travel bag. bag. I've been using these products for years now, massive supporters of the podcast. Uh, And if you want this package for yourself, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code gypsygang at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code gypsygang and you can get a taste of the finer things in life with Manscaped. We are also brought to you by the team at Crush Oz. They are the professional bike care company designed by riders for riders. If you head to crushoz.com, You will see a whole host of amazing products to keep your dirt bike or mountain bike in A1 condition. If, however, you're looking for an all in one solution to detailing said whip, then I would suggest adding the Crush Pro bike care bucket to your cart and working your way through that magic little box in a very similar style to the way you work your way through the Manscaped Performance package. This Pro Bike Care Bucket contains everything you need to keep your ride looking amazing, and this is based around the premium range of Crush Bike Care products. This kit also includes four important tools to most effectively use these products. In this one handy bucket, you'll receive the Crush Drivetrain Degreaser, one liter of Foaming Rapid Wash, a 400 gram aerosol of the After Wash Bike Spray, the Crush Brush, which is ideal for all types of frames and wheels, the bike sponge, chamois, and microfiber cloth, and all of this fits into one handy ten-liter bucket. Crush has been a long-time supporter of the podcast, and there was a reason we look no further than them when it comes to taking care of our quiver of bikes. Find out more by visiting crushoz.com. We are also brought to you by the guys at Fist handware You can head to fisthandware.com. That same code Gypsy Gang is going to get you fifteen percent off the best. Gloves in the game, hands down. I've been talking about it. I've been doing the World Vets prep. I've been putting in a lot of motos, and I can tell you what—I've never appreciated fist gloves more in my life than I currently do. If you haven't tried fist gloves for yourself, you need to do it. They've got distributors all over the world. If you head to fisthandwear.com, you pick your region, and you'll get your gloves in no time. Trust me when I say, fist. Is the move. We're also brought to you by the guys at Tropical Auto Group. I am just about to leave Dubai and go back to Australia, and I have never ever in my life missed a vehicle as much as I miss my D-Max from Tropical Auto Group. I will repeat, I've never missed a car more in my life. I don't have a car in Dubai yet, and the D-Max has just been sitting in the driveway and every time I get in the car that I've been driving here, I wish upon all, all wishes, every star, every birthday cake I've ever blown out that I was back in that D-Max. So I'm finally gonna get back in it. That D-Max is from Kyle at Tropical Auto Group in Rockhampton. And if you were in the market for a new or used vehicle, then you cannot buy anything without picking up the phone and calling Kyle. Kyle has been keeping us moving for the past three years And not just me, countless other members of the Gypsy Gang have bought a car through Kyle, a Tropical Auto group. They stock Ford, Mitzi, Kia, Isuzu, and Great Wall. They're your one-stop shop. So you are going to want to go to tropicalauto.com.au. You're going to want to ask for Kyle, and he is going to get you hooked up. Finally, we're brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. Uh, Another thing I'm missing in Oz is... My 350, and that thing is super dialed, way more dialed than my Dubai bike, which is just bog stock, no graphics, no nothing, looks shit, the plastics look shit, uh, and I'm also frothing to get back and get on a slick, sexy looking bike that was designed by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. That code GYPSY GANG is going to get you 15% off there as well. That's it for me, that's it from the ads. This was an epic podcast with an epic human, Sete Juvenile. Gang. Gang gang, gang. Gypsy.
2: Gypsy
1: this is. Uh,
2: I mean, as far as. Wow.
1: It's like, this is the I mean. same microphone that Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on. No shit. So, for like vocals and stuff. So yeah, if you put it like close up to your yeah yeah, and All then righty. it's like oh it's like the Mickey Mouse on. audio okay. quality
2: perfect. I won't be able to sing like Michael though, but I'll do <sighs> my best just talking.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so now is joining us on Gypsy Tales. We're in a bit of a makeshift studio, but you can't come to Barcelona <laughs> and uh, and not get you on the podcast. So ever since I think it was may last year mm. when i came and rode with danny and coop i uh yeah i was super excited to one day get the chance to do this podcast so welcome mate
2: thank you very much my my pleasure believe me <laughs>
1: and uh life's been good since i've seen you
2: last yeah it's been good um my daughter's coming coming um uh, crazier every day yeah. yeah she's riding good yeah and, uh, you know, everything I say, what I say, you remember all the yeah, things we were talking yeah, about, yeah. she just keeps telling me, oh, dad, that experience. And we got guests, and she's like, are we going to tell the guests the, about the experience? And it's like, yeah, of course, Claudia, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> so it's taking care of my, my kid is it's the best thing I can do now. How old is she? She's five. turned five on the 26th of uh, last month.
1: Wow, so she's right in five. that real, yeah, like, exactly.
2: just crazy learning <laughs> and... It's all about learning and uh, and happiness and being happy and uh, you know there's actually I could ask you because there's a word in Spanish that is ilusion that I've never been able to find the word in English to where it's similar to that ilusion to where ilusion is um my my daughter whatever she does now it's a, it's an illusion for her it's it makes her happy yeah in spanish there's this word ilusión it's yeah. it's like the beginning of everything yeah okay you know that yeah. everything is an illusion no it's not an illusion it's it's like a, a wish to do it's uh, like look forwards to uh, it's all born from the illusion in spain we say um la ilusión makes you dream mm. you know like imagination almost i've never you know i've never found the word because i use it so much in my speech yeah. in in my place and i've never found a word in english to where it could be it, it would suit yeah. the spanish illusion yeah you okay. know because to me everything starts in the illusion yeah because as a kid everything you do is an illusion for you because everything, you know, like uh, I tell my daughter, I just go, "Hey, Claudia, we're gonna go uh, watch birds fly." Yeah. Wow, birds fly! Yeah. Wow, that's everything is an illusion. Yeah. Claudia, we're gonna go jump uh, from this rock. Wow, everything is no, and when you get older, yeah. No longer is illusion to go see a bird fly
1: yeah 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 yeah
2: it's you, you've done it yeah and it's like okay i took it off and it's not there anymore
1: so like uh almost maybe like novelty in yeah, a sense yeah where it's like it's that novel experience, exactly yeah, exactly
2: yeah and everything starts there you know um for me when i was a kid my biggest illusion was to ride bikes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I started riding bikes and it, my my best next illusion was to ride in in a world championship, yeah. you know? And then the next was just try to get in the podium and then the next one it was like wow win a race, you know? But with time the problem is you start to forget the first ones. Yes. Which took you there. Yeah. And um What I did wrong, for example, when I was racing is that, you know, my illusion was just to ride. Yeah. My dream was to race in the world championship and I was happy and nothing had happened. I had never won. I had never been on the podium, but I was happy. Yeah. And one day through time, um, one day I get to win in the world championship and I turned around this pyramid to where the beginning was the illusion, dream happiness, yeah after happiness there was hard work, some amount of talent, a bit of luck, and I won yeah, but winning was just the smallest part of the pyramid and one day this mm. this had a great base, yeah yeah, because the illusion was so big that it made it stable and yeah. I was happy yeah and one day I turned it around and and if i never won i was not happy mhm uh, and that crawled off and i forgot that i had won because i was happy before you know yeah so that's the experience i tried to tell in in my place to where i learned from my daughter you know and i was like wow it's, everything is is It's an illusion for her, you know, and she's just happy kissing me. And it'll come a day, sure, that she's like, "Dad, I don't want to kiss you anymore," you know. Yeah. And then I'll try to remember her, just to say, "Listen, you get older, and with time, whatever was unconscious, the experience we gain just can give us the know-how to put in your cupboard that's now with no illusions. Put consciously new ones yeah. because if not there's you open one day and there's nothing there because you've been taking everyone yeah. all of the illusions you know
1: yeah it's so I, I remember when when I was at your place and we had that uh, you did the the theory section mm. of the the yeah, writing with writing. us, and uh, it stuck with me it stuck with me ever since and it's funny to speak on the the illusion yeah. the 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 stoics the stoic philosophers they do like they call it like a stoic meditation at the end of uh, they they would do it at the end of each day and they would call it the last time meditation Mm -hmm. and they would consciously think that there is all of the things in their life that make them happy today Mm -hmm. there's a last time that they will do that thing and they go to bed every they would practice this every night Mm -hmm. and they would go to bed every night thinking like this is the last they'll they'll be a last time i pick my daughter up exactly one day she'll be too heavy to pick up one day she won't be at home because she'll be at school every day one day she'll leave for university Mm -hmm. one day she'll get married so there's to meditate on or to think on the, this last time I think that can help keep mm-hmm. some of mm-hmm. the illusion
2: yeah because the, the, the bottom of the of the pyramid you know the illusion which is the, the, the base yeah that's what we start out that's with the what most we start of, right? you know and we you open that and it's a present from life that all of us when we're kids we open that and it's full yeah full kiss your dad go skiing go mon- mountain biking riding it's all full full you you can take as many as you want but you start to get older and that thing is starts to get it's okay you gotta go all the way to the okay what's the new next one you know okay it's this one and this is one because we never put new ones consciously you know so it's all about that being able to put new ones and and to do that you got you have the experience and then share life with the, with the people that can bring you mm. also into new ones. Yeah. And that's that's super cool when you can do that.
1: Do you think that there's also a big value in and I think this is probably what you see in your daughter as well is the n- taking that feeling in the simple things. Absolutely. Because sometimes it is so hard to like I could imagine at the points in your career when you get so much like money and fame yeah. and it's like very very hard to top those things once you start playing at such a high level and then you but you still have just the every day yeah. like walking outside smelling yeah. for like my partner one of the things i love about her is she's like the definition of stop and smell the roses mm. like we go for a walk and like any flower she'll like stop oh, and look at that and it's like that's a really that's a constant reminder for me like that you can just enjoy no matter but, how much fame or money or whatever you can en- just enjoy the simplest that, things that, that's
2: fantastic you know um, also going back to my daughter my daughter we got five senses you know the yeah. basic five senses um, she, she to, to really um, know if she likes something or not she would unconsciously try to use all of them touch mm. smell lick you know uh, hear listen watch everything and then she says okay yes this i like but when we start to grow up and nowadays more with social media phone we are developing one of the senses that's the fastest one which is sight, the sight yeah and what we want we see we want and we want it now because yeah. everything is fast and we don't take the time to lick it or touch it or feel it and then with the five senses we'll get a better picture if that is what we really want or not my yeah. daughter takes the time to do that and it's going to be more difficult for her to get it wrong if after the five senses say cool it'll be close to cool yeah yeah but if now we just see in uh, whatever social media picture of whatever it is that we like and we don't use the other ones, maybe we're wrong. It's the fastest one. It's the site, and we want it and we want it now. Yeah. But even with, you know, with your partner or boyfriend or girlfriend or a, a woman you like, a boy you like, um, wow, but maybe the guy or the, the lady there or, you know, has no good energy or smells yeah, bad yeah, yeah. or, you know, there's many other the senses that at the end of the day, Yeah. Um the coolest thing I can do is to be here with you looking at your eyes and talking. I would never do this if you were not here because we create an atmosphere and an energy that's uncomparable. You cannot compare it to having something in between that. I see your eyes and, and even when you came or Daniel came to my house, you know, we created a relationship and your energy is super cool. Like Daniel's is. And you can only do that if you are there and you, yeah. we smell each other, we touch, we, we hug, we wow, super that, that guy's cool, you know? And we, if we just see it there, of course it's the fastest one, but maybe we're, we're not judging things right.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that day, man, stuck with me so much. Like, so for people listening, we last year, um, right after Barcelona, Formula One, we went to your place. You've got an, an epic training facility uh, that is out there. Actually, I'll circle back to it, but Jorge Prado was with him yeah. yesterday. Yeah. He said he's, that he's, he came out there. Yeah, um, And man, it was this entire experience. And yeah. like, it really, like when you just talk about energy, like your energy that day, your love for riding that day, the, the
2: mm-hmm. that
1: was a complete experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the whole thing was a vibe like from the writing to the new friendship to exactly like we ate great food that's together, unpayable. Great com- that's great conversation unpayable, you know yeah.
2: uh, what you said we keep forgetting that um, success or money is just a consequence mm. it's just and that's the only the last part of the pyramid yeah the yeah. result is just yeah. the last part yeah you know like a lap time We get to a racetrack and we said, you know, everyone's like, okay, what's the lap time? Listen, there's many things before that. Yeah. Really? What? Okay. Well, we said, you know, every human being goes where you're looking. Yeah. If you're looking at a problem, where are you going to go? To a problem. problem. You have a problem, where do you need to look for the solution? Yeah. You'll go there. It's physics. You know, and you can be Daniel Ricardo, which is a super master, you know, driver, best in the world. If he's looking to a problem, he'll go to a problem. Mark Marquez, Prado, whoever, Schumacher. We just need to, when we see a problem, you must look for the solution. Because, for example, now I can see you, but if I want to go there... I'll look there does that mean I'm not seeing you no I'm, I am see you but I'm looking there because I want to go there mm. but I see you so that doesn't mean okay don't look at the problems no I didn't say that I can look at the solution and then I can still see the problem but if you are the problem I won't go to you because I'm looking to the solution it's like where the focus is it's all the energy goes there once again you know yeah. so when I say all this it's basically and believe me because I've done it wrong (laughs) you know I I I turned around my pyramid and I was not happy and I was waiting to win to 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 be happy again yeah and it never happened again because if I had won one day it's because I was really happy doing what I was doing you know and then you start to make the money and and then money starts to become important and and then the result winning is more important than just being happy Mm. And that, that's wrong for for everyone in life, in my opinion, you know, and, and, um, money is many times overrated as far as we give so much focus to just the money. Once again, if I am just looking at the money, Mm. where's the way? Maybe I'm looking at the money, but the way to get there is there. So where do I have to look? I have to look there to go to the money. Yeah. You know, or and, and that's uh that's I say because I made many things wrong, I'm older now, you know, and you look back, I'm I'm super critic with myself and and having for example you guys when you came, that's that's a bust of, of boost of super energy for me and, and to to bring back all these memories of wow, I did many things wrong and I want to share now all these things with people like you guys that bring super energy to my place and, and it's unpayable yeah you know
1: well it's one of the things that it's one of the things that i look for in people and it's i think it, i saw it in you that day and danny's a, like, a really good example of this is there's there's like a, a test that people have to go through that are like in your position in life where you're this super successful you get fame and you get money and you married a supermodel yeah exactly like you have this (laughs) this crazy life and i think that with that it comes with this crazy test of ego
2: Mm -hmm, absolutely right
1: and and you can either there's there's a win or a loss Mm -hmm. in that like you can lose yourself in that ego and you can never recover and and that ego can then be something that kind of like runs and then can mm-hmm. destroy your life maybe you get lucky and you just live your mm-hmm. life as like a crazy narcissist yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> make yeah. that happen. Yeah, but or there's another on. way that happens where you kind of like get to this point where you almost like see through the ego and yeah. it's kind of you know it's what you've been saying so far right. but i think like you're a guy like that danny's a dude that's like that i mean he's got He's had an incredible life, you know, to do the things that he's done and to achieve the things that he's done. And like, even now, you can see that the popularity that he has has nothing to do with how good he is at driving a car. It's like purely based on like him as a person and, and like his energy. And I love being around those kinds of people because it's such like a reminder for me in my own life to try and walk that that walk, that it's mm-hmm. like they've already been through yeah. every test and at the other side of being given almost everything in the world, the message is just be a good person, yeah. have that humility, mm-hmm. like look for the illusion. You exactly,
2: know? right. And, you know, at the end of the day, because we live very extreme things, Daniel has done that, you know, and um, for example, for me, um, you can win in I don't know let's say Jerez you know it's our own GP and you win and there's uh, I don't know 200,000 people just yelling and going yeah. you, your name and the king of Spain you're in the top of the podium and the king of Spain is there and it gives you the trophy and you're looking down to the king yeah. and you're, who's more king on that moment you know and spray everyone with the champagne and there's this big applause and and, and at that point it's so easy just to give that the to to um, sell or give that happiness to the applause of all that crowd but there's a day 100% sure that the lights go off and there's no more the applause of the people there yeah so if so that happiness is you need to understand it's yours it's not from the people that from the crowd or for everyone so that means that if I, in a in a in an extreme moment like that, yeah. even in that moment, happiness or not belongs to you. You'll be able to take it away when the lights go down. Yeah. But if you're given away that happiness to all that crowd, when they're not there, you'll walk away and the happiness will stay there, mm-hmm. and you'll be wanting to put up the you know switch on the light that will never be there anymore you know there's a younger guy faster than you smarter than you uh that's there and and it's getting all the applause you know yeah so happiness must be yours and and that's part of what you know life teaches you in 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 a soft way sometimes and in a hard way some other ones
1: yeah and that's the thing is i think that at some point no matter what you learn that lesson whether it's like the easy way or the <laughs> hard, hard way. way or the or you learn it early yeah. or you learn it late but I think at some point life will teach you
2: that lesson I think so <laughs> it'll take longer or not but it, it does it happens because you know there's nothing better than being able to get old you know because that means that you're living the life you know yeah. and but there'll be a time that no one will know you anymore and there were you know there's a younger and and you have to be able to close door to open others and and that's part of life for everyone for us that we have been more or less successful in in our sport but for people that don't need to have that exposure media exposure or nothing in a, in a more micro world it yeah. happens the same with your own family with with everyone you know it's a copy paste and yeah. when many times we say oh with the values of sport or not I would you know I'm trying to give my daughter values of respect and humbleness and everything for life and, and if in a period of time you are a big successful sports guy or entrepreneur or whatever it's a shorter amount of time compared to life life is very 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 long hopefully you know so it's it's nice to be able to give these values to to kids and then to learn from them i'm learning so much from my daughter now that it's like wow we need to learn so much we keep thinking that we need to teach them many things but most of the time i learn more from my daughter than she maybe is learning from me you know
1: it's funny that um i'm thinking about kids and having kids like now more than i ever have really like i'm pretty mm-hmm. close to it cool you know? yeah sure but know. it's it's so there's this hesitation of losing freedom losing time like you to me like i'm looking at the losses because i don't know the joy I can't I can't imagine the the feeling and the things that I would get all I can imagine as someone that but hasn't had kids yet is all the things I'm giving if up.
2: you're looking at that where are you gonna go that's to the problem <laughs> so look at the other side yeah you know you'll see this problems which are there or problems or different life which yeah, is there yeah, it's understanding yeah. you're absolutely right but it's so funny when you say this yeah. if you just keep there and and I see some of my friends that they're like complaining all day about all this and I say could you stop just looking at that because you keep banging the same door 24-7 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then I say but what's the good things w- of your daughter we had this conversation the other day with, with one of my friend, one of my friends and he said yeah well and the, the, when I get home and, and my, my son hugs me and this why don't you look at that also yeah oh yeah but but you know all, yeah I know it's there, but that that is you. When, what, what's the balance of it? You know, are you gonna just look all day there? That will get bigger. If you start to look to the other side and you work on that side and you understand that 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 whatever is a problem now tomorrow won't be there anymore because mm. I need to take kids to the to school. There'll be a time that they'll leave home and then yeah. you'll say oh my kids left home and now i'm alone you've been complaining for 18 or 20 years about your kids being at home and yeah. this and that and then when they leave it's like oh no my kids are leaving and what do i do dude you know <laughs> we always want what we don't have you know Yeah. and um experiences about that i think to to learn and and understand life goes by for everyone and my best joy in my life is my daughter and my wife you yeah. know it's the best thing I've done ever and it's the, the toughest thing also you know I think there's, there's three basic um, towers to where expectations if your expectations are high yeah your work will need to be high yeah and then the benefit will be high If you have low expectations, you can work not so much and then don't expect for high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the balance of life. Yeah. If you want, try this. High expectations with low work, but big, big money or big... Tell me one.
1: Yeah, it's so true.
2: No. Put it down with a lot of work and this down so okay I this means that uh, something doesn't work yeah so I have to be hard worker and do everything with but I expect nothing and I will get no money it won't work yeah so the three has to be and once you understand this I have high expectations okay do be ready to work your ass off <laughs> yeah it won't work another way yeah. if you're just like oh no high expectations from home with the beer mm-hmm. yeah High expectation with your kids. I want him to love me, but I don't want to do all what it takes for him to love me. Or to no, you create mm-hmm. on relationships also. Yeah. So expectations, work, and then whatever the the profit or the benefit is, they're all equal. That I makes think. that makes a lot
1: of <laughs> sense. I've never thought about it in that direct <laughs> because I, I do think that, like I, I think that you get what you want in life and a lot of people huh? say like and and you can say you want something but that doesn't actually mean that no. you want something because just saying things and even saying things to yourself mm. is the very easy to do
2: how like, many how many guys just you see on on their social media and they post this this great phrase of this you know money is about work and how you know whatever it is and then they once they've said that they think that is is enough it's enough for them yeah. and i yeah. said it so it's me yeah. but then i go back and i just wait for that to to happen it won't work yeah whoever said that meant that because he knew what he was saying and he did it yeah <laughs> you know expectations work but If I put expectations, but I want to do it my way and I I just wait for things to be really successful, it won't work. It doesn't work. There's no balance. It's impossible.
1: So what was the lesson that taught you that? Or like, where did you, where did this become something that you knew inside?
2: Like I said, I think I went through a a learning process when I retired. I had a, a one more year contract with Ducati in 2006 um but i said to myself that i would never just r- race for money yeah i would do it for happiness and i was not happy and then i retired with one more year contract and i went back home and I, and things were hap- i turned around everything and and i was just looking into problems all day you know i was complaining and there was a point to where i thought um, nothing was because of me yeah. you know i p- just put excuses but this and you know but but uh, this happened and they, and then i went back home oh. and then uh, and i was critical with myself and i just thought wow said what's happened you know what what went wrong now I was a guy with a lot of luck and everything was good and one day I just turned around and stupid things were happening you know in in my whole career I had never lost my luggage Mm. and that year my luggage was lost and I lost the plane and it's like I was complaining of everything and the bad things were happening so I went back home and I was like going shit what, what have you done what and I could keep on the same pace of just uh, thinking that was nothing with me it was the world against me or just saying Sete, okay let's understand and go back to the illusion yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Do you, and I opened that cupboard and nothing was there so I said wow so I have no dreams huh? okay no illusions I have no dreams I'm not happy so I said okay that makes sense I need to start to put consciously new illusions to to dream again in yeah. whatever things it is and I started slowly to understand that and and really I turned things around you know and I just said wow it's true it was my mistake things were happening because of I was doing things wrong <laughs> you know it was not the world against me that, so yeah said do you think the whole world in the whole universe is looking at you and thinking uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah, yeah. fuck that guy because I don't think so you know it was me Yeah, it was me doing things in a different way um, and it, it was not working anymore so luckily enough you know I had a good family around and then some good friends and, and that helped me out a lot you know and, and we I just started to turn around things and, and learning and, and there's where um in my, my racetrack back home, I, I did my racetrack and I started to share all this, my, my, my experience with my friends and, and they all liked it, you know, and every time I was like, wow, this, I'm putting a new illusion is to share this with yeah. other people. Yeah. And the more I did it, the happier, the more dreams came and the happier I was. And I had never achieved nothing with this. I was not making money. Yeah. I was not more famous. I were nothing. But I was happy because I had a dream because I I created new illusions, you know. Yeah. So it like wow, it works, <laughs> you know. And since then, I, I you know, I, I good things have been happening. You know, many other not so good. It's life, you know. There's the ups and, ups the and downs, days, yeah. of course. But as a package, I think I I was able to turn around things again.
1: Wow, that's uh, it's so cool that it was going back to. Almost just going back to the bare bones joy of riding. Exactly. Just two wheels, no other thoughts. And then sharing that, Mm -hmm. the the passion and the the experience that you can give. Because I think that it's forgivable, in a sense, to lose some of the passion Mm -hmm. and the joy in just riding a motorcycle, when there's so much pressure, mm-hmm. so much stress, so much money, so much competition, so much rivalry, it really does become just a job and a and a high pressure, high stress job at that.
2: But you cannot, uh, you cannot, uh, um, how could I say, um leave th- all these thoughts get into you and distract you from mm. from what it is to ride a bike you know at the end of the day all us we are super lucky people that we can do our job that's our passion you know and that's something i would try to say to the people also just to try to do whatever makes your heart really beat hard because Um, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to become a superstar in nothing as far as known or money or nothing. That is just a consequence. Yeah. And, um, passion and, 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 and dreams and, and sharing with people, with the people that you connect. I don't know if it happens to you, but, you know, I look into the eyes and, and, I can see with one guy if uh, okay, I I'd yeah. go dinner with the guy easy or yeah. it's like, oh man, I wouldn't even go for a drink with this guy, you know, yeah, yeah. and, and share things with, with this kind of people yeah. because that, that, that it, together we're better yeah. with the help of people. You, you can never do nothing alone. It's impossible in life. Think yeah. about it. Nothing. So, the sooner we understand that, and with the sooner we share it with people that can really help us take the best of ourselves, wow, we'll be better, we'll learn from each other, we'll enjoy uh, Being here for me is, it's an illusion, yeah. I, I'm here just going, wow, cool, I want to share this, you know? And this is unpayable, it's unbeatable at the end, because it's, it's what it's all about, and. Where whatever um, you can do in life that really makes that heart pump and and wow, it's all about that I think. No, I completely agree.
1: <laughs> so do you do you remember? So you're obviously you're born into just motor motorcycling mm-hmm. history. Do you remember the feeling and do you remember the first experiences of of riding? Because I think that that's one of the like when I'm with you on a around bikes, that day one feeling is still yeah in, to me, yes,
2: you. to me, yes, because it's um it's my passion, you know, it's my passion, and i like I like to to think about it like something that was born with me and will die with me, yeah, you know, um. That does that mean that I need to ride all day? No. I, I need to to do many things and learn. But uh, my know how and what I'm uh, um I've been able to do best in my life is writing. Yeah. That's what I and so why not to to share this and to do it as as much as possible, you know, in, in life. And and um now that life is changing so fast, and that uh, uh, we we don't get to do so many outdoor things. I mean, we're more static with things, and, yeah. and bike lifts gives you this this freedom, uh, some feelings, you know, and 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 riding in in my place and sharing it with with people that you guys that that i see your eyes and and it's like okay i'm i'm eating from you and you're eating from me you know and that's i mean what do i have to pay to do this you know i would pay yeah to get this feeling i would pay i was ready to just go okay how much do i give you you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready because it's it's the best thing in life
1: so do you remember the first times that you rode? And do you remember the first experiences that, that you had on the bike?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, some of them, but I, I, I've got more of, of what my grandpa would say or my dad or my mom. And it was like, oh, my other cousins, there were bikes around my place, my house. But the only guy that really was all day just wanting to ride was me
1: really i was From all a very day young age i was all day
2: 2 yeah. 3 years as that was it and my my dad just said said i was going to 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 buy more more uh, fuel for you every every 2 hours you would kill the. i mean you were all day going on the bike and there was this one time that um my mom <laughs> at certain time would say okay um at 6 p.m. or whatever no more riding come back home and we'll go for you know we need to eat and blah 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 and you have to be back because she knew if not I would just go all day so uh, they say that this one time it was 7 p.m. I was not back you know it was a, a, a big a big place in my grandpa's and we're set They we're set They we're set there everyone's like fuck we're set there we're set there." it's an hour an hour and a half and it's we're set day and this Sete comes back and I'm all scratched and with a, I'm destroyed, you know, and so my mom and dad, they they knew, you know what had happened, you know I I for sure had gone on a bike, you know, and so, they go Sete, what what's happened and and and, and I'm just go oh mom oh dad I was maybe four or five mom dad you won't know what happened and they're like okay what's gonna come, <laughs> yeah. I was walking back home and this owl picked me up and attacked me <laughs> and I couldn't get back home so, it's like, so they were ready to kill me but they started laughing like oh come on an owl <laughs> what's all this shit about so I wouldn't you know I can't remember of this happening but they've told me so many times it's like oh, I must have said something so you know it was but it was funny you know and that passion that I could just not stop riding you know um, it's cool I can see it now with my daughter she's she's all day going dad I want to ride I'm like well, you don't want to play tennis or golf or is it not good I want to ride I want to ride I have my guests I have guests coming and I want to tell them the experience I'm like oh my god I just hope one day she's not back saying that an owl attacked her also
1: or uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny Oh, that's so good so I think uh, well like do you do you remember the uh I guess like or how would you describe like the feeling that you would get from writing as a kid because there's obviously something like it strikes some people like you said it it really got you hmm. and it got your daughter and I've i thought about it so much because I was kind of I had the same thing mm-hmm. in my life and then obviously like i I wasn't going to be the professional Mm -hmm. rider, but it's still, it's stayed my passion. Anytime I can ride, I want to ride. And I think that when you, especially when you're a young kid and you give a kid that much freedom, like there's just not many other vehicles and you can give a kid so much trust and so much freedom to just get away from their own life.
2: I would not be able to say it i mean you you took my words from i mean exactly and and the it, it's um trust you know trust that's a that's a cool word because trust trust and respect mean means so much you know. Mm. Um, now many times we're over protecting kids or, you know, oh, don't, oh, you're gonna get hurt or this or that. My mom, I remember when she, when we were there, we were a whole bunch of cousins riding all day, you know, and, and she would just let say, okay, 6 p.m. back. She wouldn't care, you know, and then, sometimes we would run to my mom or my auntie or whatever and it's like oh my cousin crashed and then and then my mom would just go okay is there blood around do we need to go to the doctor um, uh, no okay just come back at 6 you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, okay so that responsibility to a kid some it's also good you know because life is about that we need to understand that there's going to be blood yeah and pain and pain there's gonna be and um, and trust respect um, are are basic values that that I I really appreciate in life you know Um, being able to give responsibility to each one of us Mm. it's it's, again you know um, expectations responsibility they all have to be you cannot give a lot of expectations you know, create expectations with no responsibility. Yeah. It's impossible. High expec- expectations, but no, I don't want to be responsible. Okay, I'll give the responsibility, whoever takes the high yeah. expectations and the responsibility and the work, and then maybe there's a good result. So it's good to, to give that, you know, in a you have to be careful, of course, and, and I would not... Um, want uh, my daughter to get hurt of course or nothing but the other day she crashed in in with the with the with a mini gp bike and oh really and um, she 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 crashed and i just went there and she was lying and she's like I'm oh, okay dad i'm like okay pick up the bike I, I didn't pick up the bike for her and she's like okay of course daddy don't touch it it's me it's me it's me this me it's me I love it from my daughter. You yeah. know, she, you, no, daddy, don't touch it. It's me. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, I told you, for, since she's, she's really super young, I say, that's your problem. Do it. Because it's, I think it's a favor because mm. life is about that. Yeah. You're going to be, if you're like, okay, sit down and see if uh, someone uh, does that for me, it won't work. It won't work. And, 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 uh, I, uh, you know, you, for example, you, you're, you are a good example of, 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 you know, going for your dreams and your illusions to be here and how you look at things. You are wanting to learn all the time. I can see that, you know, I, I'm 50 already and I see whoever is really just wanting to, to listen and to learn. And when, for example, you guys came, you, it could look like you were learning for me, but I learned as much as you learn from from me because it's it's the balance again you know if not this if you're only giving there's a day it's like okay but yeah you know there's no there's no balance and so the
1: it's i want to go back to what you said before about with your daughter there would have been a point in time where i would have said after like so many injuries and all the the things where I was like oh I probably wouldn't let my kids ride Mm -hmm. and that's probably one of the craziest like things that I ever would think because now I think about just the skills that you take like forget about racing and forget about any of the accolades or achievement that could come from riding but just the skills and like the trust that you can put in your daughter and especially for a girl too Mm -hmm. I mean girls don't generally get to deal with the types of adversity and challenges that come with being on a motorcycle from from such a young age and Mm. and i look back at it at now and even you know i think about like the like pain being able to go through like i've never made a dollar from racing a bike and some people would look at some of the injuries i've been through and say it's crazy to put yourself through that but i think even yeah being able to deal with pain and the the mental stress because i think the mental pain that you go through with like a, a proper injury is almost worse than the like the physical pain and i think even yeah there's just so many of these like meta lessons that's so layered when you ride bikes your entire life it almost like creates a certain type of person in a sense
2: yeah for sure uh i agree a hundred percent but um Maybe we, uh, The only thing with with someone that is exposed to media or to the other, uh, you know, to the public, is that you can see what is happening with that person. But you realize that many other people in in a in a more regular life is going through even tougher things mm. than us, you know, and and they they are not being able to complain and uh, and and make themselves be hurt because they don't have the exposure of that happening, you know? And um, that's always something that I, I try to put into perspective because uh, whatever we say or do is soon known. Mm. But there's many people going through much tougher things in life in a day-by-day basis that th- as hard as they can yell, no one's gonna listen, mm. you know and and it's not fair, it's not fair because we are we are we are so lucky to be doing what we do and and to complain about yes, the injuries or not, but man life has tougher injuries that you know that that you can even think about in racing, you know. And you were just doing nothing, and this huge thing happens. There's cruel, super cruel um, diseases, and yeah. that that wow, you know. Uh, and you see people now fighting through that, and and the, the example that they can give mm. is is phew, we need to learn a lot of that yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, yeah,
1: there's there's so many more like not to take away from people that obviously achieve amazing things, but there's so many more, like just there's heroes in the world that that you'll never meet and you'll never, like you'll never get to see. You'll never hear. No one will know. That's so true.
2: And wow, you know, (laughs) respect is that for these people, you know? So mm, life is, life is special. Life is special in many in many areas. So, if if uh, we can we can learn from things of life is that that you don't need to be exposed or not yeah. for success or not or for being a hero or not. Yeah, you know. I feel like
1: the it's one of the things with being known or being famous. It sort of seems like at least many of the people that I've met that have achieved that a level of that is that it's almost a thing that's that is not worth wanting like it it comes with i guess it comes with like certain positive things but in the end of the day like the people that really achieve that high level if they could turn a switch and go back they probably would
2: i don't know I don't know about that. Um, Most probably, you'll find a bit of everything. Of course, you know. Yeah, true. We can we can uh, find. We could say for sure many examples in sport that um, most probably they would be complaining today about. Oh man, I got press on my house and I can't move and this and that. But if that press goes to the next house because he's (laughs) yeah yeah he's younger and more handsome and everything, he would be going. Where's the press? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe horses for courses. Maybe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't say it, but, yeah. you know, could be.
1: <laughs> so when you, uh, so you, we'll go back to the, the growing up. Did you, when did you get a sense of, like, because it's a very unusual way to grow up when your grandfather owns a motorcycle right. company. Like you'd come into the world not having any idea and you'd be so oblivious for so long as to what the reality of that was but I guess when did you start to realize your family's place in motorcycling and then maybe start to look towards like more of a career in motorcycling yourself I would
2: have to say that the thing is that um, all that success of Bull Taco and my grandpa came when I was too young You know, I was not even born. And Mm -hmm. then the first years of my, of me being in this world. um, So I was never conscious because when I start to have my, my, my rememberings and actually Bull Taco had failed. So there was nothing there. It was like something that I had never been able to touch you know and my grandpa went through very difficult situations all my family you know uh, we went bankrupt and and it was yeah so we we had uh, on that side nothing you know uh, from that so I I had to uh, look more of press or what had been than what it was it was actually nothing it was a problem because there was no money there was everything had been it was gone you know so um, that side I was I was never being I, I had never lived that that life yeah okay. on that side so um, then yeah my grandpa went to he to, close to to Sitges uh, to live um, in his place where uh, he had uh, a, a big piece of land and he was there but struggling yeah as a family you know so um then uh, my my parents w- w- would never let me race they they said that i had to study of course so i went to university um and then at, at a certain point i i i had I had achieved all the goals that my dad mom and dad was saying okay you need to study you need to go blah 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 but then at a certain point I could actually decide because I was old enough but it was late of course nowadays if you're 18 and you yeah. have not been racing it's like your history you know and I I was I started racing at 19 or whatever and wow. I had never raced because I was in the university what uh, did you study at university? Uh, BBA Bachelor in Business Administration yeah Um, so, um, since then, uh, luckily enough, I, I decided to, to, to give it a go and see if I could do, um, something in racing because in my family, no one had, even because even with the history of my, my grandpa and everything, no one had really gone into serious racing um maybe because of what how Bull taco had ended up and everything i don't know maybe
1: was there was there like a bad feeling towards motorcycles in no, your family no or whatsoever. no it was just a, no. a bad a business business kind business, of
2: thing? business business uh i guess a transition moment to where japanese started to come in he had to change things my grandpa was the owner was the designer was the writer yeah. was the you know that type it's of thing it's quite
1: incredible just what he was able to achieve it, Yeah he own, was really. super
2: exactly he did everything you know it was the old style now that you've got the CEO the CEO of the CEO the secretary of the CEO that yeah, yeah. he was all of them you yeah. know it's like my grandpa my grandma you know and then he hardened he had a heart attack and then he had to go out of there, there was it, there was many things going on, and and at the end of the day, they didn't do good, and it, and it, it went bad. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I started racing because because I, I loved it. I, li- I I I wanted to give it a, a try. And um, with my grandpa, I had this relationship to where I I called him every day, since since I started racing after every practice, wherever I was. When I actually the Spanish championship, I won. Um, with him coming to some racing with me and that for him was super cool because he was already you know difficult situation for him and I, you know I tried to help in in as as much as I could in in giving him good emotions again you know and he gave me this super energy we had this super um, relationship and um, when I started racing actually uh, we had this drawing of my grandpa and and I just grabbed it one day, and it was in his in his table, in, in, in his, his house. And I said, Grandpa, could I use this in my helmet and take it with me racing? And he said, yeah, yeah, do that. Do that, because I'll be able to talk to you from the helmet. And I was like, okay, yeah, man, you got it. <laughs> Done, deal. So I had my grandpa always with me. Um... So, that that was a special relationship with my grandpa. And uh, when I started racing, he actually um, bought this this champagne and said, "I'm gonna put this bottle of champagne on my on my fridge, and and I'll open it up when you when you're in the podium in in in, in five hundred cc." I'm like, that's so cool. I just said, oh, man, you're going to die before that. I mean, I, I, it's impossible. I would never be able to get in the podium. It'll be maybe, you know, it's impossible. She said, I'll do that. Some years went by and 1998. I went in the podium. <laughs> and, man, he... I I just called him and he's like, Grandpa, grandpa, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, I told you. he told you. And, and he said... Uh, I'm going to open my my bottle of champagne and you know I'm happy after that uh, one month month later he he died wow it's unbelievable he was just I don't know you know maybe waiting or you know it's one of them things maybe again an illusion that was strong enough to keep him here
1: I I completely believe that and
2: then he said okay man I'm done history so that was super cool
1: I completely believe in that. Yeah, like I've had some people in my life. Um, it's kind of crazy. My ex girlfriend, uh, her mum had cancer, and she got it quick, like really quick. And uh, and we, I was living in America at the time, and I was like, okay, I'll fly home. And then she was living down in Brisbane, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we'll drive we'll drive down there so that she could like stay because we thought she still had like a few months right and it was like two days after we got there
2: no way no way
1: yeah no that okay so like when and i had the similar thing with my my grandmother like we were we had to fly from brisbane to to be there and like literally hours after we got there you know like it's it's crazy, I mean, to say that. the wo- I never knew the word illusion, obviously, before <laughs> this, but I think that that's a real thing that mm-hmm, can, I think know, so. people can hold on for, you know, for almost that. like live for a thing.
2: But, you know, imagine how strong this word is, la ilusión, yeah. that it can keep you here, yeah. you know? So that's why in my pyramid I just put that there and say, man, never lose your illusion, never. Just fight for it, you know? that's the beginning of everything
1: yeah no i completely agree so when you when you uh you start racing and i think most people would think or at least i would have thought just coming from the heritage and and the mm-hmm. family that it would have been this thing that you were <laughs> brought up with and you were you know like mm-hmm. almost a young child kind of prodigy but it was no. almost the opposite yeah and it shows the feeling that you must have had towards racing
2: yeah that's it yeah like you say you know no one really knows this story real you know because I've never said and you know but that that's the truth you know um, and and it's you gotta be open to talk about everything there's no problem you know and, Um, yeah I took uh, that challenge as a personal challenge in many areas and as a consequence I was I've been able to help as a just consequence Yep. Help economically o- all my family, which is, which is, I'm super proud of, you know? And, um, also without my family, I would have never made it. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's all about, uh, how strong we've been able with my parents and my, my brother, my sister, and, and, and all of us. We've been pushing hard, you know? And, um, mm-hmm going through some different difficult moments, of course, in life, like everyone has, of course. But at the end of the day, with the high expectations and the high work, you know, at the end of the day, we had some good uh, results.
1: So did you th- did you see racing always as something that could potentially like get your family out of those difficult times?
2: At a certain point, yes. Yeah. Yeah, at a certain point. I would lie if I said no, Yeah. because um, once I I, I saw I, I was doing good, Yeah. and I just said, "Wow!" I, I said, "Man, imagine if if even doing what I love most, I can also solve that thing," <laughs> you know, and yeah, of course it it it, it was so. It's true that that part also was uh, 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 was a a big uh, a big uh, boost for for yeah. everything, you know, to be able to say wow, yeah, I can make it, you know, I can make it and I'll just fight for, for that, you know.
1: It's, I think that's maybe one of the more beautiful things about professional sport is that like you can cuz so much of the, your result is tied to personal effort and mm-hmm. hard work and sacrifice and to be able to then get financial re- rewards mm-hmm. to, you know, like, I'll, I want to buy my parents their house or exactly. pay off their bills. or exactly. And there's not many other endeavors. Like, you can do it in business, but I think that it's not like, not harder, but it just seems like sport is this way where it's, you can just put something completely on your back mm-hmm. and just grind it out to get a certain result and you can lift your family up in the economic and and so and I think like soccer is amazing for this you know like there's so many areas where athletes have done that for but, their families. That's so
2: super cool again we go back to to initial conversation we were having about responsibility. Mm. You know um it's your responsibility to do that you know and and being able to not look somewhere else it's like on me okay I'll take it and uh, I want it you know and once you you understand that you want it and it it comes with a package Mm. you'll be able to to deal better if you don't accept that you won't be able to deal with that because you'll fight against it but if you use it as a as a strength it's a a good company you know yeah why not yeah I want it, you know, it's part of it. If not, my expectation was, would not be so high. Yeah. My expectations are high. It comes with a high responsibility. Okay, if you understand it, you go for it. And do you
1: remember when it was or what what was the moment where, like, you were able to kind of take, make it everything, like, sweet for your family?
2: <sighs> yeah, quite early um, in racing because I got to know Kenny Roberts senior and I started to race for him and I was lucky enough to do some good results and make some money. And there I started to help young soon my family and I took care of, of, of some parts of, of my family. Um, yeah. And, and since then, you know, until now I am, I'm, I'm proud of, of being able to say that a, I've been helping as much as I've been able to or my my family but again um I've been helping my family as much as they have been helping me yeah, yeah you know yeah well, it's not well, what have you done for them well, I would not have been able to do it without them either yeah so at the end yeah i've been the i've been the i've been the the guy that that uh, everyone sees yeah, but uh, if, again, I've 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 done it not alone. You can never do things alone. In life, you, success is about sharing it with people that will make you successful or not.
1: So when did you f- when did you first then, I guess, have the vision that you could be a professional and that you could race for the five. well because you had an interesting career you went through all three eras of yeah. of uh I guess MotoGP or what, what mm-hmm. we call MotoGP now the two strokes and then the four strokes yeah. and then even the, for- the Formula E yeah. or Moto E, Moto e yeah. so like what was the initial belief that you could do this and like okay I think I can make a career of this
2: you know what luckily enough I would never let the result disturb my concentration of the present. I was just living my present until the day that I lost my illusion again and I just started to think different and things turned around in a bad way. But I think my success was to to go day by day and, and to go to wanting to be racing the next weekend what's going to happen I'll see in the weekend you know I'll do my best and that will give you the position you'll put you in the position to take the best decision because if you're thinking about what decision you'll make if this happens or that happens you're not focused on what you need to happen to put you in the position to take the best decision you know so I I think that was a, a um if I have to say something a good strength of mine that I was just okay I was focused in not letting that the result would interfere in my concentration you know okay I just want to try to do this and if I do it the result will come yeah but you know the the, the order in this is, is crucial because if you want to f- start to Put to put yourself in a good position to take the best decision. We started by thinking, how do I do that first? Doing good, okay. I do good. I'll be in a good position. I'll take the best decision. Yeah. If I want to pick up on the, f- okay, what's the first, des- the best decision? Uh, are you gonna be in the position? Yeah. To take that decision. So maybe that that thing maybe was unconsciously maybe I was doing it but I think it helped me
1: and so you were just you'd go first race then no matter the result i <sighs> no, race the next weekend mm-hmm. and it was just a constant I, process un- until I turned, yeah. I, I turned it around yeah
2: I turned it around then unconsciously I went to the other side I was just wanting the result to yeah. make me happy yeah
1: it wouldn't work when was that? Like, was that the Ducati? The that, Ducati was, days? that was that was
2: two thousand and five initially. So um, that was
1: a that was a, the year you and Valentino and yeah. had like crazy battles, yeah,
2: right? We, we, we it went from two thousand and three, four, five, and six with Valentino. Basically, six a little bit less because I got injured. But what was the year that it went to the four stroke? Uh, two thousand and two. Okay, so
1: all of these battles with Valentino with was a MotoGP. Yeah, four yep. stokers.
2: So, I think two thousand and five. In Jerez, the the, the first race, the first race in Jerez, two thousand and five, that we had that incident with Valentino in the last corner. The that
1: left, uh, yeah, that's where he, he hit me. He hit and you last yeah, corner you yeah. went, off went off the track you went off the track still got second yeah
2: yeah but he didn't get no punishment or nothing and then i started to lose my faith in in mm. the sport or what it you know because
1: I, that whole race was just a crazy battle with you yeah, guys yeah it right? was always
2: you know it had been 2003 me and valley 2004 me and valley and 2005 it was again you know um and I couldn't understand how, you know, this was not a sport a contact sport. Yeah. And I couldn't understand how, you know, and things happened in the championship and there were things happening going on inside and everything and I just lost lost my started to lose my illusion in yeah. racing, yeah. you know. Um and then end of the year I signed for Ducati to create a new illusion because I I saw there was something lacking, you know. I was yeah. not, so I signed for Ducati, um, two thousand for two thousand and six, and then end of the year I went to Ducati two thousand five, and I did this press, I mean this this meeting with all the Ducati crew. Uh, all the team and I put them there and I just went up in this place and I just had everyone there and I said guys, I just want you to know that I come here to win the first race and to win the championship. That's what I want to do. The, it was super emotional moment. And I put all my effort during that preseason to do that and we went again to Jerez 2006 position best we were killing them yeah and uh unfortunately one of the mechanics uh, forgot to tighten up one ball in the in the shifter the gears and uh, in the first lap uh, the, the, the it fell off and I I had to retire and that day I retired racing mentally I had done such a big effort to put myself in a position to where I I I was fighting against my own demons, I was fighting against the championship, I thought well, no one's helping here as far as I was fighting against one of the uh, top guys in the history of racing, which was Valentino, and I, I, I just thought, but Valentino doesn't even need to do what he's doing to win, and no one is saying nothing, you know? Um, there was many things, you yeah. know, there, yeah. um, and I just couldn't understand. It's like, wow, it's too, fighting against everything, you know. And and I was expecting the championship just to be a little bit more neutral on that side, you know. Just yeah. to say, I mean, if someone does something wrong, you have to say, you yeah. know, it's not a, In my opinion, it's not a contact sport. It's already dangerous enough to being able to say that you can hit someone and say, wow, that was a brave move. Dude. Yeah, that was dangerous. Everyone is brave in a MotoGP bike. Moto3, Moto2, MotoGP, the first guy to the last guy. You cannot pinpoint on TV and say how brave this guy was by hitting another guy. Because if I'm a dad watching that, I would not want my son to be in a championship like this because it's not bravery. It's not about hitting another guy in a... Okay, if you want to do that, go boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you understand what I mean, yeah. you know? And from a guy like Valentino, which is... I mean, he's a superstar. Yeah. Why accept that? I think it was wrong, in my opinion, you know? It didn't need to do that since then many things have been happening because of that movement yeah. because kids saw that and said oh, that's the way to do it and then market is doing it to this guy and the other guy is doing that to the other guy and y- you get killed in racing Yeah, you know it's already dangerous we should stay away from that and that's why I never understood and I w- it got to a point to where I just said wow oh, man it's not It's it's nothing to do with me here anymore, you know? And I just left racing and I retired with another year contact with Ducati. And 2006, during 2006, we prepared the 2007 bike. Yeah. And we worked really hard. But inside here, I was just thinking, uh, I'm gone. But I was working during the year. And then in, in Motegi in Japan... We, all the manufacturers put out the bike of next year which Ducati we had yeah, built a yeah, completely yeah. new bike and I think I was like one and a half second faster than everyone And so then was at that, that, that point
1: was, was that on the new tires too? Bridgestone
2: yeah and I was just like oh, should I retire or should I not? You know, and then the boss, of the manager Livio came and said, uh, "You're not retiring, right? We made the bike that you wanted, and then here's the bike. You're, a... we were, we killed everyone. It was super fast that bike, and it suited me very good because we had been able to do it, prepare it for all 2006." But I had retired mentally, yeah. And I would have just done it for the money, and you know. And, and I just said, "No, nah, I'm gone." And Livio said, "You're crazy." I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm done. I'm. I need to go back home and put some new illusions here. Something yeah. has to. Now I say this, in perspective. At that time, yeah, I was, lost. Know. Yeah. I was yeah. lost. Yeah, I was completely lost. I would live. I would say, you know, if I know this. At that time, I would do things different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I could not say, no, I would do the same, lie. Yeah. No, I would do things different. But do I regret it? No, because now I can say I would do things different. Yeah. You know? It's a learning process. And I'm super grateful for what the championship has given me, what I've lived, everything now. You know, I'm in a a very... I'm in a happy position to where I can say that I'm proud of everything and I'm thankful for everyone that has been racing for me and with me I would do things different yeah yeah. then uh, Casey came and won the championship with that bike in 2007 so I was back home going <laughs> See, That was a hard to watch <laughs> okay <laughs> but maybe I could have I don't know Oh, y- you yeah, never know. That's so one of you the can things say. Is, oh, if I had to, you never know. I'm whoa. here. I'm happy. I'm talking to you, happier than ever, enjoying this moment. Which I thank you so much to share. I have ne- I had never shared none of this before, um, so uh, maybe it was the time to do it with you now. So I'm happy and proud and and enjoying the moment. And it's, uh, I think you can tell there's no regret or nothing. No, or no, pa- not
1: from knowing you personally. <laughs> you no. know,
2: yeah. I'm super happy of <laughs> yeah, everything, yeah. you know, everything and of that moment. And I'm happy to to be able to say that many people still uh, remember me from these fights with what they say has been the best, one of the top three guys in the world in, in MotoGP. And uh, so I would have never thought that to, I would be able to do that. So
1: it's funny. I think that if you no matter all of the things i mean i could go back through my life and look at so many things that if i changed in the moment Mm -hmm. for sure better outcome (laughs) i I can tell with 100 percent certainty Mm. but that would only be for the next moment exactly but then that next moment after that the world is open exactly and you don't know don't know what way that it can go and sitting like you said sitting here now like some i've I've told the story a bunch of times on the podcast before but the podcast only started because i had a, a visa issue with america like my whole life was america i lived there for my whole 20s and i had these these goals that were so different to now and and i never achieved those things but and that come back to me not probably not wanting it Mm. as much as i told myself and other people that i did and then i had the the problem with the visa and i could just i couldn't go back and finish these things that i started my wife did this 180 and now i have like this podcast is the best thing i've ever worked on in my life and i have Mm -hmm. such like a a passion and a a purpose to do it and it came from this like terrible moment right this super low moment in my life and it's like without i i could go back if i before i got on that plane before i had my i could have changed the smallest little detail and the next moment would have been better but mm. does that lead to the moment that i'm sitting here now and especially in moto gp man like you could have gone into that 20 2007 Seven. season mm. and something terrible could have happened absolutely you know like it the tomorrow is not promised when you're a MotoGP gp no. racer you no. know so it's like i can imagine how hard it was to watch that season with casey <laughs> yeah. doing his thing but you could never sit no. here the man you no. are now and, <laughs> and go back and and want to no. change it you no. know
2: i got my daughter back home i'm happy I'm grateful 100% to everything that has happened to me in my life. And, uh, yeah, it's just a learning process.
0: Yeah,
1: no. So, the Valentino would has gone on record saying that it was you and Casey Stoner that were his hardest rivals. <laughs> what was it like having to race that guy? And because he became almost bigger than the sport in a sense so it wasn't like you were racing another guy it was almost like you were racing this person that was bigger than the sport you were actually doing which must have been hard
2: yeah that's it you know Um, that's it Uh, yeah you said it right Um, I had at that moment I had the, the, the the feeling that I was just fighting up against everything yeah you know and it was just me, um, because we were doing it from a from a with Honda with a satellite team, not a factory team. So I was fighting against, I was on a Honda, but I was fighting against a factory Honda. Then Yamaha, when Valentino went to to Yamaha, I was still in a in a s in a standard in a in a satellite team. Yeah. Um, I was fighting against the championship because. Valentino could hit me and then I would receive this letter of the president of the of the FIM saying that I could not do it so so someone else can I can't so there was all these things going on and I was like is someone there to help me out you know um and now I realize that the only guy that could help me out at that moment was me yeah You know, was myself. But I was not in the position to do it because I didn't have the experience to do it. Yeah. So how can I ask myself to do something I don't have the know how to do at that point? Yeah. Yeah. So it was my responsibility to do it, but I wasn't prepared to do it. Um so I cannot blame no one. Only me. But I don't blame me because I couldn't I didn't have the know how. So yeah, you
1: don't know what you don't know.
2: I did the best I could. What I am very happy about is that I I've always been a respectful guy in that side. You know, I have not put maybe what maybe that was one of my weaknesses. I don't know, mm. but I was not I would not do everything to win. Everything more far away from sport yeah you know of what i consider was my sport and how i understood my sport was on that side you know and that's something that my parents and my family taught me when i was a kid and i'm proud of um because i think respect is something that is in a long term worth more i think in my in my opinion you know of course there's sometimes that many times we say no oh, you gotta do everything and kill to win or wow man that's to me I don't understand life like that yeah it's uh, you know I think you can win being respect, respectful with with humans with us you know um, like you said it before life is long yeah <laughs> you know it's a long life hopefully yeah and uh, there's time for everything, and um, like I say, um, I've tried to do my my best in in my life, and and if I say something, I've done many many things wrong. Most probably more than things right, but that brings me here. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: So when you think about the a guy like Valentino, that there almost is like a crazy competitiveness. Mhm. That is that maybe the thing that you think put him over the edge as a, as a guy like oh, you need like that. Believe high?
2: me, believe me that he won't be more competitive than myself. So you don't think it's a competitiveness thing. Competitive and uh, being competitive and and respect, they they're not opposite. Yeah, okay. It might Yeah. As far as I can Understand life, you know, um, because end of the day, again, you're on TV and many people follow you. Mm. Many kids look at you. You know, how are you going to teach someone respect or you know values of sport if someone hits another guy if it's not boxing or or a sport that's part of yeah like a physical sport. physical yeah. sport it, from what I understand it's, it's not necessary you can touch sometimes will happen in racing of course of course mistakes can happen and but you have to the, the championship has to has the responsibility to to teach the young guys also values of sport you know, we cannot after or something like that. And because what I asked at that moment when that happened in Jerez, you know, I said, okay, so, um, Valent X rider does this and hits another rider. If th- I ended up asking this question, I said, if I had crashed. would you sue him or put him a penalty or something oh maybe so in the same maneuver if I die would you of course yeah if someone dies then we have to okay so in the same maneuver the the result is just going to be the one that dictates if you're gonna punish this guy or not It, Mm. it doesn't work I could have crashed and if I crash and the bike goes over me and I get paralyzed which happens which happens many times then you need to punish the guy so it's the amount of pain you. it doesn't work let's let's stay away from that possibility by saying guys no touching one guy is in the line and you overtake the guy touch the guy hit him and take it out of the line and you continue this guy needs to get a penalty stop what will happen is that then people will think that that you cannot do that yeah and you're taking away it's like trying to put it's like I was yesterday I was in, in no no three days two Friday or, or next week, last week, I was in this meeting that they wanted me to go with these politicians yeah, in Barcelona. Talking about the bikes in Barcelona to, to say how important the bikes are in Barcelona because the mayor now in Barcelona is saying that bikes need to get out from our city and it's like, hello? Really? But because we have a lot of traffic. It's like... Bikes are part of the solution for traffic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hello, you yeah. know the most populated countries yeah. in the world have so the most bikes. There was with one of the because it was with the with the 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 possible mayors of the different mm, of the different uh, uh, mm, mm, parties politicians they were there sitting down that they had to expose to the to to the crowd what they would do to make traffic better and to help bikes yeah and one of the guys one of the ladies there uh, said well i would uh i would make uh, free parking underneath for bikes because they're getting stolen a lot and uh this is very bad and uh, we cannot let the the bikes get stolen I just how about if we punish the guys that steal the bikes yeah yeah. and you don't have to put the bikes anywhere because they won't steal them anymore yeah yeah ah so the problem is having people stealing the bikes yeah it's not putting the bikes underneath the ground not to have the people but keep the people that want to yeah. Strong, <laughs> yeah, you know. It's like, you know, punishing someone that has that gets hurt. how about being proactive and avoiding the guy getting hurt instead yeah, of like taking the, the, the symptom, guy the disease. Exactly. Taking the guy to the doctor, you know. So that's why I I just tried to to um, to understand at that, that time of my career I couldn't understand all this happening you know yeah. and that's why at the end of the day I just it, it was too big for me
1: yeah is it impressive to you how Casey was able to deal yeah. with Valentino then?
2: Uh, Casey is one of the super talent guys I've seen super talent guys Um, yeah it's how he wrote I I, I think to me Casey was I would Put him in the top guys that I've seen riding a, a MotoGP guy, uh, bike.
1: Just pure speed, talent,
2: <sighs> everything. Yeah, everything. Super, <sighs> outstanding. Super.
1: Did you? I'm not sure if you would have listened, but did you listen to the podcast with him? No. Oh, so I'll send it to you after oh, this. Okay. So he Good. did. He did the podcast a year or so ago, and uh, he ended up saying, which he'd never like publicly said that he dealt with like a lot of anxiety hmm, like yeah. really bad anxiety really and there was times where he would be in his motorhome before the race in his leathers curled up in a ball on the floor like almost not gonna race because he had such like severe anxiety and wow. no, no one knew and uh and yeah he it, i mean it ended up going everywhere like the people the people posted it everywhere once he said it but um Does that surprise you to hear that when like you would see the way that he would ride and like the things that he was able to
2: do? Mm, Unbelievable. Wow. Pure talent, if you have to say, you know. (laughs) Pure talent. uh, It was unbelievable. I actually, when he took my place, I actually liked him to beat, you know. (laughs) know, (laughs) I was like, in one part it was like, oh, fuck, it could be me. But then the other side said, yeah, it's okay well it's okay it's okay (laughs) so I was I was happy to see him uh, win for sure
1: what do you think that he had special about him to like because there's the mental side to beat Valentino then I guess as much as like the pure talent the speed
2: yeah I think the good thing is that Casey caught Valentino out of you know sight as far as Valentino like couldn't see that coming maybe yeah, you know it yeah. was like uh, okay he won, whoa, whoa 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 holy shit he won the championship you know yeah <laughs> so yeah i think uh and then that talent uh, and he was able to he was able to, of course he only from what you say he only knew what he was going through through all these periods of of uh, anxiety and stuff but uh but when he jumped on the bike, I think the way he rode and and how he um, was able to move his body on the bike, turning it, it was it was unique. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. He's such a. I mean, I'm lucky enough to get to hang out with him a little oh bit yeah? in Australia and cool. Like even to... say hi to him for me. I please. Will <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, We should send him a photo. Actually, yeah. he'd be pretty cool. stoked. Um, but yeah like when you like we'll just go ride motocross and he has like this crazy analytical mind where he's always thinking like he it's like he thinks his way around a track at such like a a a deep level and i think that yeah there's almost that's almost got to be such a huge part of his success as well was like the he had like an obsessive uh obsessive mind about the motorcycle and and the and the track
2: I don't know, but I don't know him much for sure because I retired and then he came in and I've never been able to have a relation with, with Casey. But um, from what I've seen and, and his family and how he, he's he been deal with, dealing with things and how he's been very sincere with...
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you.
2: I think he's an authentic authentic guy and I admire Casey for sure for, for his professional, but also I would say not knowing none of him um, as a personal side, you know. Um, I saw him with his wife and the kids and I think he's a top guy. I think
1: he shares the, your feelings around like contact and... You know the way that the sport should be raced as well.
2: Yeah, smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do no, you what do you
1: think about it now? Then, like, in, do you follow much MotoGP now?
2: Not too much. Um, luckily enough, I've got, like I say, my family and new new things going on. and my racetrack, and you yeah. know, Sundays I'm riding on my place, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm riding and and and. Um, I'm so active in my days that it's going to be difficult to have me sitting down in front of a TV, watching TV. Um, but uh, yeah, nowadays that I think there's so much information around available Yeah. to where you get distracted so fast, you know. Uh, that's also why, um, for example, this moment with you here is so cool because we're just on this, we're not. Yeah, you know, it's uh,
1: rare to do these days, huh?
2: It's so like cool. It's
1: so rare to sit and have this. Like mm-hmm. that's what people always say. Like, oh, you know, to do it for like two, three hours is like so hard to do. To but me, no, because so, I have no. So nice.
2: I, I've never been into social media and ever my life, and uh, I've never had Facebook since I since it came out or nothing. And I I like to do to the touch of the people, you know. Um, and these moments are unbeatable to me you know moments to share and to just think we're here we don't care what happens outside or not you know um excess of information I think creates confusion mm, I think about that a lot you know um you're looking and again you're looking at one thing but another thing pops up and you forget about what you were looking and then this becomes so important as much as the next one that pops up and then you don't care about the one before yeah so it's like what was the first one you don't even know what you were reading yeah 30 seconds ago because boom boom info 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 confusion so for kids nowadays to concentrate is much harder than for us 100%
1: I feel it though like I struggle I struggle like even I was setting up all this. Like there's so much shit you've got to like plug in and <laughs> and like my mind is like wandering, not wandering, but it's like it jumps around. From so it's so hard to just be, like have a like a I'd say like a calm mind, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so easy for your mind to just
2: yeah to to move on, and but that's why I think. Uh, we need to be able to use more our other senses Mm. because they will never betray you. Yeah. You know, sight, it's so fast that it can, it may betray you. Yeah. But if the five senses say that you like that, man, you're gonna like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You go for some food that you see and it's like, wow, looks good. Tastes good. touch. Good, good good everything it's good yeah you know and it's like when something <laughs> i learned this also when it's pretty stupid <laughs> but when something looks or feels strange you know why it is why cuz it's strange yeah <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you know yeah. it's like oh, well that but that's uh, looks strange it's fucking strange, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's pretty stupid, but it's you know, when you're because if not, it wouldn't look strange. There's a You know, and then it's it would be straight. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's like this has happened and but wow, that's strange. <laughs> yeah, why? Because it's strange. Yeah.
1: So, have you do you read much? Not so much. Uh, i want to send you an audio book okay you would do you ever listen to audio books much no but i'll do that okay
2: i'll put that in my illusion it is (laughs) it's
1: called zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance okay and it's a it's a book about it's a fictional book but it's like philosophy and like metaphysics so it's like a, a, a a life and like universal philosophy that's written into this fiction book it's one it's sold millions and millions and millions of copies it's my favorite book but um it's about a guy and his son they ride across america on a bike that he built and uh kind of like follows him through kind of goes into his past and he's like trying to build his relationship with his son but um he talks kind of like what you were saying about it's unconscious when you know something's good yeah and so he thinks uh, i don't want to spoil it but it's like he thinks that there's quality has this function all the on its own and that quality is like the this experience that is at like the bottom of everything mm-hmm. and it's like so you got a hot stove mm-hmm. like you put your hand on the cold part of the stove yeah. versus the hot part of the stove like quality is instant like you know the more quality experience without you don't have to know anything about you don't have to have any words you don't have you will know and I think about that a lot with in videography or like in film or cinema Mm -hmm. you have people that will manually pull focus Mm -hmm. on the lenses and it's so high quality but it's unnoticed people don't people would only notice it if it went wrong right so and i think about in a in a photo like you don't have to know anything about photography to know that if i'm taking a portrait of you and the curtains are in focus and your face isn't that that's a bad photo compared to the other one so i guess it kind of speaks to what you're saying that Mm -hmm. like we do know quality when when it hits us absolutely true
2: absolutely yeah you don't need to learn that <laughs> you know that
1: and I, I think that that can can kind of like almost relate to riding in a sense because like you've ridden at the highest level and like i know from well like being on the back of the bike with you <laughs> being on the back of the bike with jack like it's not the same what we're doing in terms of like yeah, right. what you've the feelings that you would have felt on a MotoGP gp bike in terms of like The physics and the speed Mm -hmm. and the braking and the forces and all of those things, Uh but in terms of like the the quality of the experience, like your daughter is having the same Uh quality of experience to like what you're having.
2: Yeah, it's true. I I agree hundred percent. That's exactly right. I I agree. It's um, it's um, if you if you if you look at it our first 10 or 15 minutes we've been going around the same yeah yeah we end up at the in the same place yeah so that also means that as human beings we keep complicating things that are easy yeah you know uh, and we can turn around things one way or another but if if you see someone and it, there's something wrong you can turn around and look at them there's something wrong you know that first, that first. Thing, we're energy. Yeah, I think we're wrong. Doesn't mean bad. It means, means that wrong for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our energy, it's not. But then someone else comes in and you just click. Is he better than you? No, we're all different. Thanks God. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're all different, and and that's the, the, that's the beautiful part of life that we can find people that suits us if not we will all want to marry the same guy or the same woman or we're all different
1: so when you like do you remember like because it seems like you had that big shift in your life when when you did retire that first time and then that's when i think maybe these sorts of feelings and this Mm -hmm. like this version of you came out in a sense like Mm -hmm. do you remember what it's hard to explain with like, do you almost like remember what you were like before you had these feelings or like, yeah. could you ever go back to being that person? Or it's like, once you had this this shift, it was like, there was like a permanent shift in you because like being around you, you have like that, you have almost like a spiritual sort of energy, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm. I think I've I've had that, but um, again, uh, experience is something that life puts you in front, and it's up to you to just grab it and use it. Yeah. You know, living many things is a journey. That you have to really grab to to learn from you know you have to grab and and make it yours, you cannot just like we were saying, you know the oh I like this uh effort is blah blah, I just said it, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, no, you have to grab it and hold to it hard and put it in your you know in your cupboard <laughs> there, um but I would say in many moments of my life I've I, I if I don't like myself how I was. Mm. You know? Um, I would say I didn't like how I expressed myself trying not to be who I was because I was shy enough to try to fake something that I don't I, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Um now I'm 50, I don't need to fake. Yeah. I feel more comfortable not faking. I'm weak in many things and I I know it, but uh, it's okay, you know? Um and and I I still have a, 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 a an unbelievable desire of learning. Mm. I I love to listen. I love to listen much more than to talk. This is the first time in my life that I talk so much um, because I've never liked to. I've never... I've been too shy to express in many things in myself. Um, But by doing it in my house that you've been there, it's been a... I've I've been putting myself in a position to where I wanted to, to be better. Yeah. To do that, I had to express myself in a better way.
1: I feel like that—that's kind of, I guess, strange for me to hear in a sense because of seeing you at your house and the way that you spoke to us and the way that you, like you, you were, uh, you were like the captain of the ship for us, and we were all looking at you, and you were giving us so much wisdom and so much knowledge. So (laughs) it's like it's strange to hear you say that you feel shy and like that to me i'm like that that's a it's like surprising i guess
2: but that's what i was saying i believe so much in in relationships Mm. you know because you 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 open that door for me you understand yeah uh if i wouldn't connect with someone i would not be able to express myself yeah Uh, in the in that way, yeah, you know. So um, it's up to how much we want to uh, to get information. I could see, you know, I see when you came, Daniel Ricardo, you know. Yeah, the man. Wow, you know, and how he looked at me, and how. It just wow, yeah. I can talk to this guy. Yeah, he'll understand me. Even if I make a mistake, he won't judge me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that took the best of me. Yeah, you understand. And it's about surrounding yourself about with people that 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 get the best of you, even if you make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Because we all do. Yeah, (laughs) I, I told you then. I tell you now. I I've done much more mistakes, many more than things right. Uh, the thing now is that I can say and I'm not scared to say that you yeah. know
1: is there like a element of in your life before when you you're like Sete Jibba now you're MotoGP like you're yeah, one yeah. of the big stars and of course do you feel like you have to like live up to a certain persona I had to sense? yeah I
2: had to of course yeah so I you had like to. wear
1: a mask or, almost I, uh.
2: Um I think i even i was I was um I don't know if how to use this, but um what i what I see of myself in some of that moments is n- not of a humble guy who I think I am. Mm. But I see that, and I could see I was trying to, yeah. to, to be up to it, in the bad way. Yeah, you know, because I was just trying to overdo things. Yeah. you know, in some some areas and sometimes, and it's it's not worth it's not worth it. You know, I admire, for example, people that are just like Rafa Nadal or Daniel Ricciardo yeah. or. Uh, you know people that are you talk to them and they are th- they are they are you know i look up to to these people as a reference yeah. you know i, I want to be like them i don't want to be i don't want to put any other example of people that i don't want to be l- like i'd rather uh, be like rafa or daniel or people like this that are wow I admire, and they are super humble, and they, you can learn a lot of things as a person from them, yeah. you know. Um, and they they, they, they will teach you even with their own silence. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's the, when you learn more. Um, one time, I was with my grandpa. I I ended up talking a lot to my grandpa before he died, and I was a really young kid. I How was, old were you when he died? that was 98 uh, okay. um so i was one time in my grandpa's place and i was really young i don't know young maybe 8 or 7 or 6 i don't know something around that and at the time i would lie to you but i would say i understood what had gone on on that time yeah yeah it was with time that one 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 day i said wow oh, that happened, yeah. He said that, you know. So we were talking, blah blah blah, and I was super active kid, you know. Everyone else, and it was like, said they come on, just get out of here and go and you know. So then I'm super active, and then my grandpa, I ended up talking to him at night. And one one night, oh, I'm talking, talking, I'm gonna and, and I I think I just stopped one time. I said, but grandpa, why do you listen to me? You know, everyone else just. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. my grandpa just looked at me and said Sete listening is the only way to learn most probably there I would have, I, I, you know I'd say okay yeah we're, we're, I kept talking I don't know yeah. but with time it's like wow <laughs> wow <laughs> you know <Yeah>. okay <laughs> you know 80 year old guy telling a 6 year old guy that He's listening to me because he needs to learn what from me. Now I look at my daughter and I shut the fuck up, you know, yeah. like shut up and learn, you know. They've got many things to teach. So all these things uh, I think makes makes us better as a person, in, in, you know, from what I understand is all this experience that goes by in front of you and you just need to grab and make it yours by using it not by, by saying it using it and, and you know lead by example for your own self not for the others you know was
1: it a relief then when you kind of got to this place where you felt like you didn't have to put on the the, I guess like the different energy that you thought you maybe had to
2: I, tell you the truth I was very happy to to find myself again, you know to just say okay yeah you've gone through this mm. and and you've been able to to be uh, it's not hard on yourself but it's honest with yourself mm. not to look. Always outside for the problems and try to say, okay, what what was I doing wrong? What happened? You know, why? And uh, I think for sure that made me a better person as for mm, understanding many things of what had happened and even with other people when someone, you know, does something or not, it's always a reaction to what you do also, you know? So on that side, I think, um, I'm, I'm super happy because now I'm being able to share this with who I want and who I want right now. And it's most important for me is my, my wife and my daughter. Um, I'm being able to spend time with them. And again, I would it, it, believe me, it's not because I'm here with you, because you can try to find myself. In another interview or something, and you won't find me because I've never done it yeah you yeah, know yeah. i've I've been out, yeah. and when actually the Spanish press sees this or something, they'll be wanting to kill me because I don't talk, I don't give interviews or I don't go to any event, I do nothing, yeah. you know um but it, it this is me right now, <laughs> you know what I mean i i don't have to do things just because I have to or not, yeah um I feel like doing them and 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 i'll I'll do them and uh I'll try to um, whatever I say is because I'm using it, I'm yeah. not just getting someone that something said that is said by someone that said, and I'll just say, it. I'll just yeah. drop this micro now and yeah. I'll yeah. do the opposite, you know yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah well that that was like one of the things that that i really took away from the day that i spent with at, at your place was yeah like I, I went we all left and we're like fuck and man <laughs> like literally <Yeah>? everybody all <laughs> well, of us, we thanks, so, man we were so like i don't know just so like pumped and and fired up on that whole experience mm-hmm. and i was like yeah that's why I wanted to do the podcast so bad because I was like, man, if I went that much for day in like one hour, like no, it was super. Uh, imagine, you know, no,
2: I wouldn't be here. I told you, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's all about this, you know, and to me that, you know, but what you learn from all this and, and from people like you guys coming and even my wife said, wow, these guys are super and this and that, and you know, it was, nah, it was, it's it's unpayable for me. I would pay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what is the academy like from on a day to day basis? Like how do you, how are you running that? Like well, can people can anyone just go and book in and do that, or is it
2: not 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 really? Um, because being my home, yeah, it's yeah. very you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but as as a, um, I see that I can share this and learn myself so much from people coming what i do is sometimes we do this uh, experience for groups of people um and we open up our house and we offer this experience to where uh, you you leave your phone in the entrance that place to where because that experience is just for you for whoever comes and I want to create that eye contact and that with whoever comes, uh, so we can share an experience together. It's not about how much I can teach. No one is how much we can learn together yeah. in a day. In my place, with myself, just trying to share all things that we shared and um, and 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 feeding your senses feeding again the five senses trying to feed to understand that they will never betray you mm. if the five of them say that that I like that you know and it's it's good just to to be able to share that um, and I do it not that many times a year and we've been doing it with uh, with some big companies that that really have been wanting to come mm. and, and share with big bosses and um, but also again uh we've done it you know with with uh some others, and now we're trying to develop and see if we if we do more or less but b- because of it being my house, I'm trying to keep it a little bit yeah <laughs> you know under control um but yeah it's it's a it's a win it's a win win experience for for me people like i say like you you left there pumped but you left me there even more because it was like wow man that is describe the best day of your life for me is like yeah. one of those days yeah with people like you you know like you guys Daniel you or you know it was you guys made my day as much as maybe yes you say yeah, i made yours but believe me and you say you and you know i'm not saying this because i'm saying it it's like this if not i would never we would never create this yeah. this contact yeah. it yeah. would it would be impossible
1: yeah no and uh just the the whole the i think one of the best parts was at the start you know <laughs> so you do any course right where it's like you got oh, advanced driving one <laughs> and they make you sit in the classroom for the first bit. Everyone wants that to be over, right? Yeah. But we loved that. Yeah, right. That was like some of the best experience of the whole day. So for people listening, they had a pyramid mm-hmm. that uh, is like a this foam pyramid that he's mm-hmm. made and you explained. And it was so cool that you've got like Danny is... Formula One driver yeah, like the day before he was racing <laughs> bus and he was like glued, no, glued to this to whole that. philosophy wow. could you explain your, your pyramid and yeah. talk, talk us through that yeah
2: sure again it's a pyramid with four four sides of it of course um, I have it in Spanish and in English and we have one of the sides is a writing explanation and the opposite and the other one is a is a life explanation. Yeah. With which they go up together and they pop up in a result which is the smallest part of the pyramid. And the biggest part of the pyramid which is the base is the illusion. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, when you get to a racetrack, the biggest part which give you will give you the base of everything is sight. Human beings we all go where we're looking. We will go back to the beginning of the conversation. So, okay, so when you get to racetrack and you want to do the first thing what would you do? Okay, I want to look to where I want to go. Okay, so that will be our base for the pyramid. That will give you a, st- a stable pyramid, you know, a stable base to ride. Okay, so you have an illusion in one side and you have the sight the side after that, what will give you is to be on the correct line. The order is so important because if not, you cannot be in the correct line if you have not seen it first. So if you turn it around, I want to be in the right line but I won't look at it before that, it won't happen. Ok, so life again. Illusions make you dream. You cannot dream if you don't create an illusion first. So on the other side. Of course, this pyramid is more about motorcycle racing. It wasn't so much for, um, for um, uh, car driving, but you, you can it's adapt similar, it. Very similar, yeah. Similar because in bike riding, the, 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 the rider has so much to do on the position. So there's one of the areas that position, but so side, line, then we need to understand position on the bike so how to sit down on the bike but first we need to see it we need to be in the line and in the position and then the next step on the pyramid is braking we need to understand where to brake and where's the area that you brake in life is the same in a racetrack you need to understand first of all where you have to be fast but also where you have to be slow yeah Because being fast in an area that you have to be slow will make you slow on an area that you need to be fast and life (laughs) is the same if you want to run through this window you you'll hit the window first go around the window and you'll have a free area to ride then to to run so you have to break if you have been in the looking far away you're in the line you break and you hit the apex in the correct position then what do you have then accelerate yeah that's the easiest thing it's up here and then after that you'll get a result which is the lap time accelerate as you see of the of the pyramid is one of the last ones because who doesn't know how to do this everyone knows but it's the the less important thing what's the most important oh Looking, What? Looking? Yeah. Because you need to look where you want to go and see where you want to go. So that will give you the base. If you turn this around and you accelerate and you are not in the position, you have not... Finito. And then life is the same. So we have this pyramid to where it makes sense to me. Yeah. You know? And then accelerate is easy. That's why it's a, one of the last ones before the lap time. Yeah. Because I, I tell, to, I say, Claudia, accelerate. She will go like this. But if she's not, she will go like this means that it's easy. Which is not Is to look far, to be in the line, to understand where to break, blah, blah, blah. So if I tell someone you have to accelerate hard before doing all the other things, you'll crash. And life is the same. Life is about being understanding, In my racetrack, I say, you know, a lap on my racetrack is like one year of your life. There'll be corners where you need to be slow, fast corners. Mm. You go by people, they'll crash. You'll crash, you'll have to stand up again. You'll see the guy or maybe not. And at the end of the day, at the end of the lap, one year goes by and you'll have a result. You'll have a lap time. So that lap time or that result is just the consequence of what has been happening on the racetrack on a year, you know? And that's what we share in my place. We try to share all these things together and we, we, like you say, we do many other things. And and uh, sharing this with all this, whoever comes to my place is, is my best gift that life has given me after all my experience in, in racing.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the most it's i guess something that i'm always trying to do with this podcast is relate life to writing and the things that it teaches yeah. you and i think that it's the mm-hmm. most perfect and simple analogy there's <laughs> something that i've spent a lot of a, lot, really of time, a lot of time time doing you know Super. and uh, what so what was the process obviously it's like a life's experience that's gone into mm-hmm. into creating something like that but i mean There must be a moment where you sat down with a pen and a paper or Mm -hmm. to actually write that. When when did you go, okay, I want to get all of this out of my brain Mm. and I want to get it onto the page?
2: Because I'm super active, like I said before, as a kid. And I wanted to put myself in a position to where all that had happened to me. I just didn't want it to give it for granted, for nothing. Yeah. You know? And I said, okay, um, let's try to sit down. And um, there's nothing w- not scary, but difficult when you want to write something down, when you just open a, a book and there's white paper there but if you just start writing things it will be no 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 longer white anymore you start even if there's a phrase or a word so just start by that and then I that's what I did i i I was it was a point to where I needed answers from from myself and what I did first I needed answers and then I understood that the answers I had yeah 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 so I had to put them down in paper yeah you know. And I wanted to put myself in a position, in a difficult position, to where I had to use all that experience. And I didn't think, wow, you know, all this has happened and it has been f- it's not been my fault, you know, it, because my tire that time or this happened there or that happened there. And I just wanted to bring it down to paper. And, and all this started to happen. And I, I started to create this pyramid with different... And it came believe me it came like this you know it's just like yeah 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 makes sense man this makes sense so i started bringing people in my house and i started to say this and i had golf golfers soccer players singers and they all just hit the camera with the pyramid and said i need to take this and i said well, yeah, it really makes sense. You know, everyone likes it yeah. because it's an easy way to understand things that many times is difficult to understand. So, yeah, it just came came out like this and now the best thing that has happened with this pyramid is that I apply it every day, for example, coming here. Yeah. You know, this is part of it. I'm I'm inside my own pyramid doing it every day, you know, and my daughter is the best teacher for me yeah she doesn't know but I'll tell her one time actually she knows because she's like daddy so the experience on the pyramid and it's like yes Claudia yeah <laughs>
1: that's it
2: that's it just look at it <laughs> please never lose that illusion please don't do it like daddy <laughs> you know it's <laughs> super. super
1: it's it's a beautiful thing for a person to sit down and write like in physics they call call it first principles like what's the most simple one sentence rule that you can use to explain something very complex
2: yeah exactly
1: and and it's always something that I mean I try and think about like the anywhere any way I can apply like what's the most first principle uh, way of thinking about this problem or this idea or whatever but for you to just that is like your first principle yeah like that's this visual representation mm-hmm. of like the way that you want to live your life and absolutely like don't think there's that many people that have taken actually taken the time to sit and write something like that and there's obviously like a level of like therapy in that and i think even with me doing this like there's i mean i'm sure if i went back and listened to Podcast that there'd, there'd be some things that I've said where I'm like, oh yeah, like that's mm-hmm. I could probably write those things down, but uh-huh. not a lot of us actually do.
2: <laughs> well, it's all we're in a we're in a learning process. Yeah, all our life, I think, and and the more time goes by, the more I want to learn and keep keep learning. And when you think that you know everything, I think you start dying. Yeah, you know. It's like, why? If I know everything, what's the point to be here? You know. For sure, we'll need to learn how to get old. It's com- it's not easy. Yeah. You know. Something so natural. But something so cruel. So sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Not being able to walk, remember things. Um, wow. Do you think you're? don't need to learn that
0: yeah
2: man the hardest thing is still to come the only thing we have is the experience to to deal with it because the next one is going to be tougher than the one before yeah you know you know and when I look back and comp- and then I see what I was complaining about when I was racing I was just complaining about a tire was not the best tire I could have Ooh. <laughs> you know yes. now you know, if my daughter happens something to my daughter, or wow, that I mean, what that's, is that's real? What's, what's it all you know? Yeah. That about you know people that lose their. There's, family members being young or, wow, excuse me, you know. There's no one's gonna teach you that.
1: Yeah, we don't have a perspective on how long life is and the period of struggle that you go through at the end of your life. Hmm. Like it's so underappreciated and it's it's almost like it's analogous to nuclear war, right? (laughs) So it's like there are, I think there's something like six or seven or 17,000 nuclear weapons on the planet, right? So at any one point in time, if a a handful of those and so we've had there's been like during the cold war there was essentially like a false alarm where this guy in russia like petrov he's like this kind of he should Mm. be more famous in history but basically he was the one that was on watch in russia during the cold war that would then pass on The commit like pass on the warning that there's been nuclear weapons fired from America. Uh So he was the guy that sat there, and it was his job. And there was like five or six of these guys that were on twenty four hour watch, right? Wow. And so he saw on the radar that there were five nuclear weapons that were launched from the U S. to Moscow, and so he then had it was his job to then alert the next in command to. Then fire like a retaliation strike back to the U.S. So this was in 1973, I think, wow. and it was a false alarm. Oh, there shit. was something that were there was like a a uh,
2: false alarm, man. That did, right. So
1: there was a, literally a false alarm of nuclear <laughs> nuclear, war. nuclear war, and this guy decided he went against his orders, and decided to just let it slide because he said that if america was to do a first strike against moscow with nuclear weapons that they would fire a lot more than five right so how's that that one so that's how close we've come to nuclear war in our life well not my life but so then you think about that with like aging right but so we don't think about nuclear war there's thousands and thousands and thousands of nuclear weapons on the planet yeah. any one of those goes missing. like apparently there's like six they're called broken arrows when the, you can't account for a nuclear weapon yeah. so there's six on the planet that we don't know where they are <laughs> so like getting old is kind of like nuclear war like we just never think about no, it like it's think. right there it's, it's there. right there and it's something that you don't pay any attention and, to you
2: know what I, um no a funnel. No yeah. funnel. Yeah. Um you realize that life is li- like a funnel as far as when you're young and you're a kid, a, a year is like one big big so, one. Yeah. It's like, Wow man, I wanna be two years old. I yes. wanna be and then you know it's like, Oh man, I wanna be eighteen. But that thing starts to accelerate that yes. time. Yes. And then you, then one year is like, okay, you're 25, you're 30, that thing starts to accelerate like hell, Don't man. And you're like, oh yeah, dude, <laughs> it's like that. And you start to look up, going, oh man, fuck. no, yeah, oh yeah, w- holy man. And it, this thing starts to accelerate. And every year that before was like, oh my god, come on, it yeah. just goes and goes, and that thing is like, ooh. So you're like, oh my God, no! You know, I'm fifty. It's like, what? I'm fifty. Oh my God, I'm fifty. I remember my 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 dad with fifty, and my it's like, what the hell? You know. So, yeah, we just need to to be conscious of that, and and to prepare ourselves to to all this that's happening, you know, and uh, try to be a good person and to learn from things and 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 share them i i believe in sharing with with people i believe in people yeah i don't think there's one side people bad and the other side people good or the opposite yeah Uh, good or bad is a matter of human being
1: i think too when it comes to good people or bad people i think people always just do the best they can with what they have and even a person that would be that you could maybe look on the outside and go like oh that's a bad person or that's an evil person like they've been given a set of circumstances that they didn't necessarily choose like you don't choose your parents you don't choose where you're born you don't choose the kids that bullied you at school like you don't so it's like there there really are no bad people but
2: I don't know about that. I think there there is. Well, there, there can is. be like, but as a, in con- terms as a of consequence, yeah, but of in other term, things. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the result. Yeah. So we have to go, but we only see the result. That guy has done that bad. Yeah. But we have to go to the base, and what's the base? That people, that guy, maybe was. You know, I would have done the same if I had been on that position. You know, but uh, I was also referring to. As far as, you know, if, if with all these wars, if, you know, Muslim or this or that, it's not about Muslim or Christian or black or white or gray or yellow or pink or blue. It's not about that. It's about human beings. Yeah. We're persons, yeah. you know. Uh, persons you'll find all type in every place of everything, you know. You'll find great good guys in one side of the world and in the same side of the world in the same city you'll find evil and evil is just a consequence yeah again you know but we have to get ready to to get old Yeah. (laughs) we need to get ready for that
1: I watched I think the thing that really made me think about that more than I've ever thought about it before (laughs) is I watched a little mini documentary on YouTube with this guy and he was like 96 years old and um he actually famously wrote books on death like so mm-hmm. he was a he was like a a uh, he was a teacher like a university lecturer and a philosopher and then he wrote a book called Death mm. and then the the opening line I could send it to you actually I'll find mm-hmm. it on YouTube yeah, cool. it was it like legitimately like went to the core of me when i watched i was like man i've never fucking thought about my life like i'm literally gonna be that guy wow but um and yeah he was like oh if you asked me in, in my like younger years you know i would have told you that i knew a lot about death but really i don't know anything and then it's sort of just like watch this guy's routine he'd obviously been lucky enough to make some money And I think that this actually kind of like changed my perspective on money too. Um, But he had this nurse that was with him like basically like a full-time carer, but she'd obviously like come in the morning and like leave at night once he'd gone to bed. Yeah, she had to dress him. She cooked for him. She cleaned him. She had to do everything. This guy's wife had died a few years before and, uh, and then he was alone and he kind of was just talking essentially like his whole life is like preparing to die and like Mm -hmm. coming to the I, i guess you probably have to have a relationship with death at some point in your life like maybe you have to reconcile that you are going to die because Truthfully, right now, if you said like you have to die tomorrow, I'd, I'd probably freak the fuck out. Like, I feel like I would not have made the peace with man. all the people and all the, you know.
2: Imagine, I mean, they say, and it's true. I read one time that if you, if they just put a date on your death, mm. how many years do you want more? A hundred, 200 years. It's okay. You want 200 more years? Yeah. Okay, but put a date. You won't be able to live anymore.
1: It'd be hard, huh?
2: Because you have a date that's what's life about that's why we don't know because we wouldn't be able to live this life because if they just put a date how many more 90 if they say 90 to you now which is reasonable yeah that's a you would say oh no 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 okay 100 no 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 okay 150 no no don't put a date
0: yeah 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 yeah
2: you know and it's true yeah you can't put a date don't tell me I don't want to know so how easy that is what a sign it is to live here today yeah you don't want to know that you you can't know it and once again go back to my grandpa when he he was sick enough to understand he was dying and then I came back from my podium and everything and we opened the champagne and then uh, two three more weeks later he he was dying um, and I actually went in, he was dying, he didn't go to hospital, he was just laying in the bed at home and um, I just, he, he gave me his hand and I grabbed his hand and he had he had many, um, a lot of uh, he had ten, uh, five boys five girls, ten Wow! So, yeah,
1: what a Jake! Yeah, <laughs>
2: he was a super guy. There was no TV at the time, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, a beautiful Spanish wife. Yeah, 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 super. So, um, he gave me his hand, and I grabbed his hand, and and he he just looked at me, and he closed his eyes, and he smiled away. He smiled. He was happy to leave. Yeah, he wanted to leave why do I say this because life what does is prepare you for to die all that experience my grandfather I learned there that he had learned how to die he was he said I want to go if I had to say that now, I would say, oh, fuck no, yeah, I don't want to... Oh, I mean, what are you talking about? Don't... No. Die, go, where? <laughs> what, what, what? Where's next? Yeah. And who was just... So he... And then I left, and then my mom came in, and then he died. It's like, man. So life is just preparing us for whoever we have the luck to get to that point, because it's so cruel many times that we, can, we can't get to that time but if we're lucky enough to be here having this conversation we can't give it for granted we have to be thankful that yeah. we are here because we're preparing ourselves for all what has to come which is what's more difficult than death to leave I don't think because we're all scared of yeah. that you know what, what, what if we don't do things if we don't so everything that comes next is more difficult than before why? because the last one is, is death that's the most what can we do? learn from everything to approach that in the best way possible I think I don't know
1: what do you think that what do you think that your granddad did in his life To make him so at peace with dying in that way.
2: I think he was a great human being. He was a great listener with all his good things and bad things. But he was a good person, I think. I'm not talking about success or Mm. not because he lived success and he lived... His last years, he was bankrupt. I never saw him one time sad or regretting nothing or talking bad about no one. I can't remember my grandpa talking bad about no one. Not one word that I know of or I remember. Maybe that made him... made the way to being able to rest in peace.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, that's the most difficult thing, but but it's it's closing the cycle of life. Yeah. Wow. That's what we're here for. No one's going to avoid that. No one.
1: Because I don't know that I could say the same about like it, it's funny. So my my grandfather was like one of my grandparents. He was not a, not a nice person, mm-hmm. and and he had some like really fucked up shit going. And like he mm-hmm. saw his he saw his dad kill himself, and like it was so like he didn't have a great life, right? You know? And we went my whole life like we we used to have to go there after school, and we we're around him all the time, and like he was a pretty violent sort of guy, right? right. But there was this switch. Maybe I was... I don't remember how old. Maybe I was like 14 or 15 when when he did die. And he had an aneurysm in his brain and he just dropped dead one day. He was like... I think he was maybe like 80, 78, 80, right. something like that. But it was crazy to see a switch in him in like the last couple of years. Like he had a terrible relationship with my mother. She left home when she was like 15 Wow. And then a terrible relationship with my uncle, and it, he poisoned his whole. Like my uncle's kind of not a great person either, but it, you, he was like the result of him. Right. Like you could see the yeah yeah that of what it, the influence it, yeah right? yeah. And but I remember seeing a change in him in the last couple of years before he died, and it it always stuck with me as a guy looking to make up for lost time. Like, it was like there was a switch that went in his brain where he goes, fuck. Like, I, I'm not going to be here much longer. And you could see him actively trying to make him, make his amends, in a sense. And he became a much more nice and open person. and But it was like, it was too late. And it, that really always stuck with me. And to hear you talk about your granddad as a guy that was so ready to die. Like, I had the exact opposite of experience mm. of watching a guy that, it was like he tried to play catch-up.
2: Mm-hmm, but... Time will never come back, you know? Yeah. That's why the sooner we understand that, the better it is. Because it's, it's going to be in our own benefit, you know? Um, and that's why I think, uh, to me at least, it, it, it helps the fact that not everything is is worth... Yeah, you know. Yeah, doing. Yeah, but it, that works for me. That doesn't mean I would never say to no one that's the way you gotta do it. I have no one to say that. Of course, I would never, and I don't think it will be. The way everyone has to do it their own way, and we need to just live our life. The only thing respecting others. Yeah, but we're all different and. What suits me, maybe it doesn't suit most other people, and we need to respect that. But <laughs> we know there's, you know, there's. I I like to do one one exercise when they say about something on the past. You can take a picture, and that's what you see is what it is. And then outside of that picture, there's circumstances for that picture. Yeah. So there's a fact, that's a picture. You know, we're here sitting down together. It's, no one can say that's not true. But in what circumstances am I happy to be here? Or am I faking y- yeah, or what's not? the context? That's not objective. It's subjective, Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so in life, there's a part that you can take pictures of and there's a part you can never take pictures of and the part that never take you can never take a picture of in my opinion is the most beautiful part because it's the senses yeah you cannot take a picture of how much i like you i can tell you yeah but i can fake you yeah but what my heart stel- tells me or you there's no picture for that yeah so at the end of the day there's a lot more going on with no picture than with picture and again what's a picture is the fastest of the senses that sense can lie easier than your heart I think
1: yeah I would agree so when you did you ever face the thought of death when you were racing was it ever something that, that you thought of because it's such a such
2: a reality not really man not really I don't, I don't think so. No, I was, I have to say on that side, um. from my experience, of course, and how I understood things, this was, I, I, I liked the fact that I could control my own fears and everything and go beyond and take and that sensation, that feeling of just being in. Con- I'm. I like to be in control of things. Um, I I don't like not being in control of things personally as a person, and that I take it. I've taken it to my profession and my 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 racing career. I think. Um, I I have to have things under control. I I would not like myself to be out of control it's I mean it's a, I have never even in my life I have never tried drugs never because I know they're, they're horrible but also because I know that I would not take control of myself anymore and I would I, I can't it's impossible I can't not be in control Um. so being in control of your own things uh, in my side has helped me to what you were saying have you been scared of not uh, that's been like uh no that's not going to happen yeah you, you know yeah that's uh, that's not going to happen because i can control that i will not leave fear or, or death or nothing control me it's impossible i control so taking that to my limit was part of my adrenaline you yeah. know but on that side and now in perspective it's it was good because if i had focused in the other side i think at the end of the day you go that side yeah so luckily enough unconsciously i think i was trying to be in control of that side in order to stay away from it you know
1: yeah cuz i mean for me riding like oh i've definitely let fear keep me yeah under my limit Mm -hmm. and like i'm in dubai right now the track i've been riding is seven kilometers fifth gear wide open on the 450 (laughs) like it's fast and it's scary and i found myself i found myself really on the limit naturally because of the track right the track pushes like puts you on that limit because it's so fast Mm -hmm. and there's the there's the period and i think it's the same for everybody that's riding where it's like you've got that like do I go faster or do I uh-huh. go slower? And for the most part, I'm definitely just gonna yeah, just stay like love just underneath that limit. So, like, where, what is that to you? And like, how did you deal with that feeling of wanting to back off <laughs> or or, or were you, was your ceiling just to where like you didn't feel that? Fear? I have did to I tell it?
2: you one thing. Um, I was the one that. Okay, is that one flat out? I was just the one listening and and go out, do it. You know? I had to do it. I just had to do it. I just... Or we were, when I was a kid, even, you know? Jumping from cliffs to the the sea, you know? To the water and the sea. We would go with my uncle that he was 20-something or my brother, he was older, and they would take me up there just... 12, 15 meter high cliff jump to the water and wow, where should we go and this and that I would never talk, I would just be there and that desire, it just, I just I, I I would just jump and they would just look at me and jump what the fuck <laughs> And I, would, I was not there going, should I jump or not, and they were going, oh you go first and I, I was just going oh, I'm doing it you know <laughs> so I just went boom boom and I jumped and then it was I was flying I went you dumb stupid thing what are you th-? but I just had to do it you know so I just took I think that that side of me was was, but then I could I did it to tell you the truth because I had control of my body and I know I knew I could control my body and, and hit perfect down Yeah. if I couldn't if I knew I was not gonna jump perfect I would never even go up there yeah you know what I mean yeah I went up there knowing that I was capable of jumping and that's why I never talked and I would just jump because I had I knew I could okay I'll jump I'll do this I put my body like this I'll jump and I'll land it was not like okay I'll jump and if I hit myself with the rock I'll be no yeah okay I know there's water you know I know I know I know i i had my body control to where i would not just go backwards and hit my back and break my you know i could i knew and i jumped and i did it but i had to do it you know and in a racetrack it was the same it was like okay that i remember in turkey i think it was it was a fourth gear flat out corner with the qualify tire and we were thinking with the with the Guys in the team, and it's like fuck. that Would that be flat out or not with a qualifier and this and that? I would just hit the qualifier and just go flat out. I would just do it. I had to do it, you know. I just and then that when I went, it was like yeah in the helmet. It was like yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I never, luckily enough, I never did it and and destroyed myself. You know what I mean? Because I knew if I was going to do it it was because before I had done it with almost flat out with not the qualified yeah, tire yeah. I hit the perfect and then I was you know it was time to qualify I would concentrate myself it was not a crazy thing I would only do it if I knew I was going to do it yeah you know and but so that self confidence was something maybe that I was looking like before again i was looking uh, where i wanted to go not at the crash yeah so i was forcing things to go one way
1: to that that feeling like so the feeling that you would get like that back off kind of the feeling where it's either I'm, um, or like yeah i need to back off now like the physical feeling of that like what did that mean to you did you just disregard that feeling And go after, like, the result at the end and you kind of...
2: No, I think...
1: Like, what was your relationship to that feeling?
2: If I had to back off? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Um... Because
1: I choose to back off every time. (laughs) I think I...
2: I backed off when I retired. That time in Jerez that that happened, then there was a click that I was not able... I had a contract, still. A lot of money, you know? A lot of money. And I said no, because this was happening, you know? This was... Or maybe not even happening still, because I was giving everything until the last race and even when Motegi when we tried the next bike of the next se- season I was super fast and everything but I had it here I was looking at it what
1: happens so you if were you, breaking your own rules
2: what happens if you look at a problem yeah. you'll end up yeah. in a problem yeah so before that happening and as I was maybe there I was not if that was a problem I was not like this but I was going yeah and before just living like this i'd say okay no there's something going wrong yeah yeah because i think that
1: i mean yeah that's <laughs> it's one something that fascinates me in my my own life is like my relationship to that you know and and i think i don't know whether maybe it's just like i look at maybe i look at guys like you Mick, Doan, casey danny and I look and I'm like, oh, what would it be like to not have that feeling or they don't have that feeling? But maybe it's just the fact that you guys have just put in so much time and like I you said, so. the confidence and the self-belief and it's just such an yeah. evolution that, that you guys have gone through that, that somebody like me doesn't go through in their life But then you know. But then I know other guys where it's like they're just like club, you know, local Sunday guys, and they seem like they don't have that fear, or or they can overcome that fear. But I think
2: there's a difference in between that and unconsciousness. You are conscious, but you put yourself in a position to where you can control. It's not being out of control. Because being out of control, stat- statistics say that it's a matter of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's not, you know. If you want to see the future, look ninety percent of the past, ten percent of today, you'll have a good picture of the future. But that's mathematics. Mm. I'm not no, no, nothing, I'm not saying nothing smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. So let's say uh, the, the, the 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 first the, the third year, Marquez won the championship. Ninety percent of the past, ten of today, he's still winning. Who's gonna win the championship, Mark?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If nothing hmm.
2: big happens, if there has to be something big for that not to happen, yeah, there can be time that then if Mark was winning 12 out of the 14 races and the next year he wins 13 then 11 then you start to see the tendency of the past yeah, yeah, and yeah. you may, you, and can you can understand that's 90% of the past yeah, yeah but if Mark last year won 14 the year before 15 the year before 15 the year before 14 he's gonna win 15 or 14 yeah yeah yeah. I've never thought of it like that you know yeah, yeah Um. so that's not being too smart just being analytic you know yeah. do analysis of of what life offers and, and you just have to again I think it's something different between looking and watching
1: mm. it's like listening and hearing exactly. as well
2: exactly I I I look there, I'm looking out but I don't see nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? You have to see things. Because looking I I'm looking everywhere but I don't see nothing. Yeah. You know? So life I think it's good to, to see. Yeah. You know? And then when you see life, what goes by it's showing you things. It's not just because okay Uh, okay there's uh, you know uh, uh, there's a guy looking at me with a gun and okay he wants to shoot you (laughs) yeah you should see that (laughs) you know Um, so I think it's that's a nice part of of life that it prepares you and again if you see life goes by and you see that the time is coming and it's offering you many things to to get ready for that moment. Thanks God it comes late enough to have learned enough to to smile away like my grandpa did. Mm. If not, we'll just have to deal how it comes. You never know. Yeah. But we have to be thankful and and try to learn from from everything that happens to us if we are capable of seeing things and we want experience will never is something it's not given for granted yeah even if you're old you have to grab the experience and use it
1: yeah no 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 yeah and I think that's sort of what I saw in my grandpa in a sense is that he tried to cram a whole life's worth of in
2: the last it, 10 minutes yeah too late dude yeah you know it's a process yeah it's a process it's like no, no, no 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 oh man I'm dying I want to be here dude from here to here there's a stairs you need to walk yeah because the next one is higher than the one before yeah a hundred percent sure what do you have to jump okay you know there's it's it's like a it's like a it's like a, a race that every every step is higher than the one before so, if this one was this big and this one is this big and this one is this big big, big, big. okay if you if I tell my daughter to jump the last one now, yeah, can't. there's no way. My grandpa was jumping the last one with all the experience of life, yeah, and he was ready to jump the last one, which was the hardest one and the tallest one, which is death. My daughter's not ready for that I'm not ready for that but I'm a little bit more than my daughter yeah my daughter would go what and now I know I can it can happen I'm a little bit more ready than her she, she she's like what death now what would the sky where the other day she was saying daddy I don't want you to go I said most probably she had seen something or someone and I'm like what do you mean but you're gonna go to, to 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 the sky and you'll die one day. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Claudia, I'll be there waiting for you because my grandpa's there waiting for me, and I'll be waiting for you there, and I'll be a star that takes care of you. But why do you have to go? And i'm I was having this conversation with my daughter. And now, she started to understand in one or two more years, she started to understand more. I can tell her things, but I'm still not ready. Mm. I need to, to go a long way still. I wish I had someone to, to, to you know, but we just need to, to, to keep learning. And that's why before, in the beginning, I said, fuck, I'm, I'm, I just can't wait to wake up and learn every day mm. because I need so much to learn until the last day. Mm. Whew, imagine.
1: What, what are your what are your focuses in life like from now you know like because you've reached it i guess a pretty a special place in life where you can be 50 and you're in like amazing physical shape you take great care of yourself Mm -hmm. and then you've got the luxury of you know like financially Mm -hmm. being okay so like what is a person that reaches that that level in life like what is your focus on each day then become
2: um, again um, sharing it my my wife and my daughter and my close family is, is the best thing in my life because I have the opportunity to share it and to learn from my daughter in my process and it's a it's a two way mm. um, uh, relationship with my family, my daughter um, and I have many new things and many new projects and I have, I like to share with people all my experience because I learn and I put in my illusion, yeah. new ones every day, every day and I don't give for granted nothing and the more I do this the closer I am to happiness I I know you know um, it's the best thing I've learned that that happiness is as is uh, is not owned by money or happiness of course is owned big thing by health of course that's something that really i believe that is the only thing that can change life you know um but if you have you're healthy um uh, everything is possible everything and no matter the age no, no matter it's a, a matter of of wanting to do it and attitude attitude in order to to understand that the more we know that it's up to us yeah <laughs> accessible and reachable goals i want to be a billionaire oh, that's so far away you'll never you yeah w- <laughs> it's hard to make that step it's a, it's like yeah all yeah. the way up it's yeah. a, no yeah. way First step will take you to the second one will take you to the third will take you to the fourth there's no limit on that side you can become a millionaire but man there's a long way so that journey is the one the journey of life you know
1: so do you have things in your everyday that's a non-negotiable thing that you have to do for your health and happiness
2: right now sleeping with my wife and my kid for example, I I I have a really hard time staying away from them. Um uh but it's not compulsory as far as um I try to avoid it yeah. as much as I can. Yeah. So if I have to get on a plane at whatever time and go back home I'll do it. I try to avoid to be in the position to where I don't have to be with them. Um and uh, and uh, and i i i cannot permit myself forgetting um how much I, I i really want to learn every day you know from different things and putting myself in a position to where i'm not sometimes comfortable even like not saying i'm not comfortable i cannot be more comfortable sitting here with you now but it would not be something that I would have done, yeah, because i w- of all my you know my my fears or my but man it pays off, yeah, so you don't have to be in a comfortable position to be happy, yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah it's about how your attitude and how m- how you approach that moment and how you focus in in what can that bring to me yeah or to to whoever to whoever it is yeah. you know um and i think that's not not negotiable as far as um, being each one of us and and doing what we mostly love but what also can bring us some some good experience yeah
1: yeah being uncomfortable has such a a a strange quality to Hmm. it because when you do it the right way Mm -hmm. is when you grow Mm -hmm. the most Yeah, yeah and I guess it's like this incremental kind of Uh, application of like forcing yourself to to be uncomfortable Mm because that was like the reason that I moved away from Australia because I was like man this is the most comfortable I've ever been in my life (laughs) and I was like damn it (laughs) (laughs) like I almost knew that was a bad thing (laughs) right not not that it was a bad thing but I'm like okay if I need to if I want to keep growing and I want to keep progressing then being this happy and this comfortable (laughs) (laughs) it might not be the way way. cool so yeah I think that's like pretty pretty good advice
2: cool cool yeah I don't know we're all different man yeah we're all different and um, listening to people that are um, of course opposite to ourselves most of the times if you do it in a learning attitude will bring you a lot of benefit you know even if initially you don't understand or you say what there's always a reason Yeah. that what is just a consequence of things that you have never lived in your life Mm. and you will never be able to live so you need to have someone explain that to you in order to say, wow, if I was in that position, of course, you know, but if you do it again with respect and values and, and that's something that nowadays is a little bit take for granted. The fact that, you know, we can all say what we want, of course, that's democracy, of course. Um, but Today I have sometimes a feeling that everything is forbidden for, but for what is compulsory.
0: Mm.
2: You know, it's like forbidden compulsory. How about if it, you know, nor this or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but then at the same time, you know, there's things happening that the freedom of talk or the freedom of doing of someone can really affect directly yours yeah you know so yeah you're free to i don't know i don't know uh, you're free to i don't think about uh, okay you You. i'm just gonna say something stupid you're free of not taking a shower and smelling like shit yeah. and doing whatever but are you free to do that and sit down with me in a plane from here to Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have to smell that. um, This is something stupid, no? Yeah. But do I have to, you know, why? I don't have uh, for respect of myself and from the others, I would never, you know, if I knew I was bothering you in some way, I would, I would, in my opinion, I would, Go back and put myself in a position to where I would not do something because not because of me, but knowing that I I'm not interfering your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. me, that's how I understand respect. Yeah. You know, um, because I would not do that t- to you because I would not y- like you doing it to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's <laughs> all that compromise to where now it's a little bit crazy crazy world no
1: yeah no definitely yeah no it, that's a weird example but i know exactly <laughs> what, know? i know exactly what you mean have you have you ever thought about writing a book is there a book ever in your future
2: i've started but oh, you have but you know what it's like it's a big what job. do i have to say i mean what who's gonna you know we're all i mean yeah i have many things to say but who's gonna care i mean I mean, not who's gonna care, but um, there's too many other good people that do that. Yeah, right?
1: You just said before that you should always listen because someone's had such a unique experience. I think
2: it's true, but on that side, it comes again my fact that uh, that I'm a little bit like, wow, I don't know. It's I a would like question. to read it. I ah, thank you, man. No, I know it's some people that come and listen to the experience yeah, yeah. and when we talk and I started to do it because this happened this's been happening so I was just thinking ah oh, man i i should do it but I think you should do it yeah 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 maybe I should do it it, it could be i could i'll put that in my illusions yeah. one of my illusions to do it and share it No, it could be because I
1: think that with you I mean even you know in this podcast it's like yeah there's a little bit of there's a little bit of MotoGP, but there's just a lot of life, you know? And I think that you've lived... It just can't be overstated the what I think a person can learn from going through the kind of life that that you've lived, you know? And mm. like just the oh, crazy parties and the yachts and the money and the girls and the fame and the winning and the losing. And the Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then to be now 50 and to just like you've... And, you know, to say funny when you said before like you didn't like yourself i mean i think that i don't know whether that's something every everyone goes through but like i definitely went through that at a about a hmm. period of time and uh and you know even to swing from that place of you know saying that you didn't really like who you were in that moment to then being in a place where you are now where you can be you know so humble and so you know you didn't like the arrogance but then you sit here today is like such a uh, Amazingly humble person, you know, with with all of those experiences. Like it, it's it's just so cool the transformation that you can go through. And I think that you can save, save people so much shit in their own life by, you know, by like I guess because it's like you don't know that, right? It's like before you have those kind of, you know, I guess in like a spiritual term, like an awakening in a sense. Like you can. Your life's like a dream. You're just almost like a bad actor in a a dream. And then you have, like, you wake up and you can look at It's like you look and remember the dream and you're like, oh, wow.
2: Yeah, it's true. I just, when I get in my museum and back home and I go in there, it's like, I told you, I think it's like, was this me? Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, yeah, well, I I, I won some races, you know, but it's all part of the past, you know, I don't have nothing. inside my house out of the museum or nothing I don't have pictures of the past or nothing I keep that on the museum because I think some of the mistakes that we keep doing when when you are more or less successful I don't want to imagine of course someone super successful or I don't know uh, some superstar um, how hard it's going to be not to live from your past you know because it's been so strong then the you will not be able to create memories as strong Beyond as th- yeah. It's like as a they peak. were before. It's like a stock market so, graph. it, it pigs at the what top. What happens is practice makes perfection. So the more you talk about how you were or the past, you're not creating new new memories. Yeah. So tomorrow, what we did today will be a memory. We created a new one, and we didn't talk about my past so much that's that helps me yeah you know because if not I'll be stuck in okay so what happened with Valentino on that turn and it's like am I not capable of creating no more yeah memories than that yeah and that's part of what why I want to that uh, I'm proud of all that I'm not saying please don't misunderstand me not saying that that was not I mean that was something that even I look at it and it was wow that was me you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, wow yeah. Hey, fuck, good job man yeah. oh it was me okay but but that's it you know I did I, I would like if I had to say I would like people to remember me as a good more as a good person than a super rider yeah. of MotoGP, you know, he was oh said he was a good guy and he did many other things. Oh, he was also a good racer, you know. Yeah, which is also super good, you know. But then I w- I'll be able to say I I, I created more memories beyond racing, yeah. and and that for me is it's a challenge because my career was quite okay, successful. So if I'm creating more memories of myself beyond that, I I
1: I think I'm doing good. It is sad when you do see that though, right? Because you do see some people that have that success and have that career and they can never let go <laughs> of that career and they I just don't. their house is like a shrine to yeah. their past and it's like
2: yeah, but again, we're all different, man. I mean, and if that that works for it's yeah. my respects you know and there's superstars that wow I mean it's gonna be hard if you're a superstar you know not to to live from that but it's it's, it's like a click clack, click clack, click clack, click clack. time yeah. goes time goes by can't stop it and if if if, again, if if I'm not capable of creating new, new memories, I would not want my daughter to say, my dad was a great MotoGP guy when I wasn't even born. Yeah. She didn't... My daughter hasn't even seen me. I did the Moto E because I wanted my daughter to, mm. you know, see me and to prove myself that I could do again, that all my process of learning yeah. had been good, and yeah. I... Went out racing again. It was a the huge illusion. It was perfect. It was perfect. I didn't need to win. I didn't even care. I enjoyed every part of it. I saw my daughter go- looking on the TV going, Daddy! Man, I do not care. First, second, third, 18th. You know? I, I had nothing. And that created some new memories. Yeah. And after that, you know, we're doing many other things. And that's the best part of my life right now creating strong enough memories of my present of what today that's that, that that's a it's a it's a great one for me it's a great achievement
1: are you are you happy you got to go and re like race the Moto E from that <laughs> new perspective yeah super, super. you would have it makes sense hearing everything that you've explained that there was almost no process in the first part of your career it was just instinct and just so like just one thing to the next thing and so to like take that time to slow down and then go back and reapply like it must have felt so good to do that
2: unbelievable that's so cool I loved it because again one thing would be if I go you came to my place and I started those pyramid and stuff and this and then if I got to Moto E and I didn't win I was going what the not yeah, yeah, winning yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. I was happy as ever just racing and enjoying every moment and and then I said wow this pyramid works yeah I'm part of it I understand it and I, I I'm 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 part of it it's it works it works you know so yeah it was that was my creating these new present memories you know that that I talk about. And I can
1: see the whole arc in your book. You should write it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, how I you how you it.
1: you start it it's all based on the pyramid. It's all you explain the everything. pyramid through the no, first I started part of the book. The, my book like this. So that's how you started yeah. <laughs> it? Where did it go after that?
2: <laughs> no, it went through many it started going through many stages and and actually I, 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 I went one way, I went a little bit back. And then I went another way and I went back and now I'm like, it's like, okay, how should and then I stopped. So I'm like, no, I don't know if I, but I have, I have a little bit of an idea.
1: I think, you, I think you just ended it the right way there. <laughs> I think that you start by explaining the pyramid and the the philosophy behind it. And then I think you go back to the start of your racing career, and then you talk about <laughs> yes, all the less. things that you <laughs> kind of did wrong, yeah, yeah. then that went against the pyramid, <laughs> and then you talk about the three quarters of the way through. What I've
2: did, what I've done is is going back and forth a little bit with time. yeah um, Because it's nice, but I start. I started with the pyramid, and then it, it, there's a jump in time, and then it, you yep. go back to to relate things. Yep. So, but I, I'll see. I know I have to see if if I can if I can finish it.
1: <laughs> well, I think the finish is kind of what you just said. How you take you took that time away, and then you develop the period the pyramid. And you talk about that time of your life, and then the last part of the book is you go back to Moto E, you live the pyramid you get that self that fulfilling the fulfillment of like knowing it that it's true and that it works uh-huh. and then you spend the rest of your life like <laughs> living from this place I think yeah. that's the way that you end the
2: book sounds good <laughs> <laughs> sounds good sounds good man well sounds thank good. you so much for thank doing you. this mate pleasure I know man. that uh, yeah this isn't super. exactly
1: your normal wheelhouse but I really appreciate it. anytime I get to hang out with you I'm extremely grateful super
2: now same man you know um, I told you guys that my house is your house I enjoyed it every part of it so let's see if you guys can come back again soon and spend some time again and ride together and keep working around the pyramid I think it it works
1: <laughs> it does mate and uh, yeah I appreciate it so much thank You're you absolute, man you, you are one of the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life so I I, uh, I definitely I enjoy wow. I enjoy all the time I get to spend
2: with you mate well, that, See this to me um this these words, believe me, I mean,, mm, you can win races, you can you know you can get the applause of many people that really don't know you, and you have to be grateful for that. but someone that has spent time and does, we don't know each other, that to me is creating my my coolest memories for today this i will take for forever your words you know um so no believe me thank you believe me thank you very much and uh, super pleasure super
1: until next time brother
2: you got it <laughs> thank you mate thanks
0: man